0: My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right To her I would say, I wanna give back So
1: Today is Sunday, January 7th in the year 2024. It's kind of getting used to that 2024 thing. We had a really good show last night in honor of J6, and that was with Ivan Ranklin. If, uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, trying to pick that up, it was an amazing interview. He's a wrecking ball when it comes to D.C. and, and going against the cabal, which is really powerful. And definitely going to need some prayers for that and a lot of things going on. Before we get going, the one thing that um, I would highly encourage you to do is to be comfortable with your equipment in case of an EMP. We're dealing with psychopath pedophile elites that will do anything, anything, literally, to keep us in the dark and keep their truths from being exposed. And that includes (laughs) trying to shut society down and cripple it, a scorched earth policy. The best device out there that I know of, and I think anybody would agree with, is empshield.com. It's in a veteran's-owned company, an American-made product that tested in the best labs for these sorts of things. protects you against an EMP levels 1, 2, or 3, plus lightning strikes and solar flares. So I would head on over to empshield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. It gives you $50 off and free shipping. And it's right now they have an additional sale going on that if you buy two or more, you're going to save an additional ten percent. So and that's it's and you say that's not uncommon because I've had one for the ATV, the vehicles. My dad has it on his vehicles. We have them for the house. They make them for each of the areas in your home and your lives. Excellent insurance policy to put on your vehicles. And we don't know what's coming, but it's one of these things that. You don't want to be caught short, especially since we're so dependent on these electronics that we don't really need all the time, but they've made sure that we're supposed to need them or something like that. You know, when I grew up, I was actually able to work on my own vehicle. There weren't electronics like this. I had a 66 Mustang, and I also had a like 1973 Datsun pickup. I could do all the work myself on it, and I did all the work on myself, and that's how I grew up. My dad's like, you're going to learn to work on your vehicle. You're going to learn to maintain it. You're going That's part of you growing up and having a car. Today, it's like... Well, if you don't have a mechanic with a with a computer to read the computer chips, you're not going to be able to do anything. So that's the idea behind you know their trap for us. So anyway, head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Get $50 off, and that gives you free shipping. Plus, take advantage of this New Year's sale, which is limited time. Buy two devices or more and save an additional 10%, which is really amazing. So check it out. Okay. I want to actually kind of start where I just made the comment. There's a lot of things going on this week. And and, um, not the least of which is this letter that went out on the 1st of January. As I say that, it's time for me to take a sip of coffee. Uh, I had six shots this morning. Six shot latte. Exactly what I needed to wake up which is probably excessive, but that's part of the (laughs) nature of drinking caffeine. All right, so here's the deal. There's been a lot of effort we've had, and this is kind of like the building of things as we kind of look at our nation and the awakening of people, which is fantastic. At the core of everything, the success of uh, our restoring this nation is going to be our strength in our faith, and our ability to wage war spiritually and be successful for the efforts that are going on. The letter that went out on Monday, it was uh, led by Brad Miller, who was former battalion commander for 101st Airborne. Very significant letter. It was the letter that was um, the Declaration of Military Accountability. The effort was led... By Brad Miller and Rob Green, Commander Rob Green, who's in uniform, and the whole idea was to let put on notice the Department of Defense that those senior leaders, which generals or admirals, are now going to be held accountable. And that was the whole principle: is they're going to be held accountable for the actions that they've done that are illegal to force a experimental shot on the soldiers. Now. This is important to understand because this gets us into Nuremberg crimes and Nazis. And no matter how you cut it, it's going to take you to Ukraine. It's going to take you to the Azov Battalion. It's going to take you to Big Pharma. It's going to take you to all the darkest corruption. And ultimately, it will lead you to the many places that we know and we've talked about because all these roads link to intelligence agencies, one in particular known as Mossad out of Israel. And all these things lead towards a global issue of destroying the family of destroying men in particular western men and leaving the children vulnerable for predators to prey upon and to devour and using I mean it's 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 just it's insidious darkness that we can't even imagine that they pride themselves in and with the head thing the thing to get your head around is to understand that we have people several thousand of them at least that are in our government that are literally willfully, wantingly, and enjoying the fact that they went about an operation to destroy, maim and kill innocent people in the United States without them having any idea what was going on. I mean this in their mind, we are a parasite that needs to be removed. So this is the level of criminality we're dealing with and this letter called them out on this but you can sign the online petition at militaryaccountability.com. And I'm putting a lot of emphasis on this because of the momentum it's ca- catching. There's a now a total of 15,511 signatures, good number, um, that are on that letter from people that have come on board. There's two. There's the letter that we signed, which has 231 signatures, which we call signatories. And then there's the people on the online version, people can add their name to it, but the actual document itself will not ever have any more names put to it. What's amazing is how much reaction this has created because within our government has created a violent reaction almost of from the standpoint of cyber war and at the same time you have the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs that are being released and hardly anybody's doing anything to remove them from the web I'm not going to say nothing but it's it's more orchestrated if you pay attention to it and part of the reason is is that Epstein logs were negotiated so they could minimize the destruction where the, this letter was not orchestrated. It came out of nowhere, and it called out specific admirals and generals. And there's many more behind that that are in this inverse, in this circle of criminality. And flag officers being flag officers, I've worked with them too much. They drive me crazy. They always want to look out for each other before they look out for the welfare of the nation. So there was flag officers, who were meaning generals and admirals, they were asked to join this letter that said that they would if the names of the other generals weren't listed or admirals. And, of course, that's not what happened. All of this is a turn and tide, and at the core of all of this is prayer. This is where I'm leading with all this. And Sundays is a beautiful show because this is our ministry here that comes to life where we really pray into healing, and we pray into restoring, and we bring together the power of our prayers, which is beautiful, and we see the miracles of the living God work within us. And if we go to Patton's prayer, which we read, and I will read every year Christmas Eve, this was one of those things that I feel very strongly about. Patton's prayer was centered on the principle of a general that in a war, and again, I mean, we, we put politics of war aside because in this, there is a there was a focus in the righteousness of the fight of going against something that they believed in their hearts to be evil. And, I, and it was evil. It's just that it's hard to comprehend that a war of that magnitude can be run so both every all the banksters always win. That's that's a concept that's probably more modern than it is old. But what's critical about this is to understand that the general understood that prayer wins. And that was the whole principle of, of Patton's prayer, is he understood very clearly that without a nation that prays, and then without soldiers that pray, and his critical thing about the prayer of of his Christmas prayer is that he wanted soldiers to pray unceasingly and as he's told his chaplain I want them to pray when they drive I want them to pray when they're whether in their foxholes I want them to pray all the time so these are important concepts I think that we have to embrace well in our own nation and that is to understand that in this time right now there can be nothing more important well yeah there's some things more important get in the word study the bible pray But prayer and the word, are to me, go one and one, right? And to live that life, to walk of Jesus, but to pray incessantly and unceasingly, to pray. And to pray into that, to raise up a nation, to pray into those places where when your heart's called to pray into something, pray. Right now, one of the big pushes that I'm behind with this letter that I'm leading is to lead the prayers into special operations command because there's great men and women in there. There's not that there's not great men and women in our military. There are, but special operations command is a unique environment. It's there. Many of the people in there are a cut above in many ways. And of course, I don't, am not trying to ruffle anybody's feathers, but they, as a collective group, they are, they can, walk a line of what I call the uncorruptibles, that no matter what they're faced with, they're just, they're not gonna fall. And they've achieved higher levels of performance to a large degree, and we're praying for them to be the leading element in this fight. And the good reason for that is that they are, it is necessary for them to, if they can change the SOCOM, Special Operations Command, if they can bring one flag officer to charges under UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice for the acts of violation of both treason against the country and, and uh, crimes against humanity, it will change the entire world. Not just change SOCOM, it'll change the entire world. And because where SOCOM goes, the military goes, where SOCOM goes and the military goes, the nation goes, and where that goes, the world goes. So that's really the core and root of everything that we're talking about right now and it's it's important to appreciate um just the power of what we what we're dealing with here in this letter which is accountability at the root and the core of all things which extends far beyond the pentagon it extends into the military industrial complex it ex- it extends into the intelligence agencies it pours into our government which is corrupted and if you paid attention to what General Flynn has said recently, he's only confirmed the things that we talk about here, which is most of our politicians are compromised in blackmail because they've had, unfortunately and, and despicably, relationships w- usually with underage underage people, and, and I mean minors and children. And they've been caught on film, and they do these on what they call the CODEL trips, which is when they travel overseas to visit foreign nations. So, I mean, this, this is just the real of the world we live in. And so we have to be praying for this and praying in this in the sense of hoping, you know, letting God know that our prayers that we stand in the gap now. And we're willing to speak the truth. And I think that's the, the most important part right there. I saw I read a and I saw I Listen to a testimony the other day of a pastor that was talking about homosexuality. And talking about the infection of homosexuality in his church, and he said he just the, the people were just there was many in his congregation that were just in, in uh, irate that he would have the they incons- would be in so inconsiderate as to talk about that on a Sunday morning. And his response, which I loved, was, "Your response like that is why this church and the body of Christ has becomes so weak because we are not willing to step in and speak the difficult truths and the hard truths about what Bible." what biblical framing of life is, and that this is a sin. Instead, we see churches wanting to put up an LGBTQ rainbow flag, which, by the way, it's just so you never forget the LGBTQ Satan flag is Satan pedophile flag is a is six colors, not seven like God's rainbow. That that all gets back to this essential importance of of getting our church body. And this is really the theme, as I talked about this year, is reviving the church. And it's and when I say that, it's the Church of Revolutionary America, the bold pulpit, the pulpit that speaks into the world, that leans into the Holy Spirit, that looks into the power of, of the living God to, to really lead us and seeks counsel when we need to do things. Commander Rob Green, which leads this whole effort, and this is just to kind of close the loop on this whole discussion is before we start this morning commander rob green is a man who is unsuspecting in the rank and file of the military he's not a frontline tactical or, or combat officer he is he works primarily in, in the areas of support and logistics in the, in the navy and as i've said to many guys i've known it's, it's amazing to me that a navy guy, you have to kind of understand the inside baseball on this i mean Special Operations, Delta, Special Forces, Rangers. These are the guys, Navy SEALs. They're on the cutting edge of the fight, and they're out there, and they're the ones that are in the dirt and the grit and the grime at the most extreme levels. And then, of course, you have 101st, and you have 82nd Airborne. You have all these different components, and they're all supposed to be out the dirt and the grit and the grime of the cutting edge of the elements. They have the long legacies of history of the fight of World War II and and other theaters of war. Training is difficult. You know, it's like you get or even like Navy pilots or you deal with Air Force pilots or... My point is that there's all these people that are kind of at the tip of the spear of this fight. And here comes Commander Rob Green who becomes the tip of the spear guy because no one else, he's not out there leading whole fleets on on surface warfare. He's in that support element in the Navy and he steps in and he has... He's prayed with his family. And they before they ever did this, and not this letter, but when he became he came out to speak truth, he prayed with his family, knowing that if he spoke the truth about the COVID shot, he could end up in Leavenworth in prison under courts martial. That was consequence. And his family and him prayed together and came to the agreement that no matter the consequence, the only way forward was to speak truth. And they came up with Provisionary methods of being, so I'm going to say this, preparation tactics, that if he was to be convicted under courts martial, that the family would relocate and they had that relocation plan set in place to be supported and work with the, the extended family and that they would simply endure this together with him in jail. This is a phenomenal commitment and a phenomenal commitment of himself to this nation. And that's the type of commander he is. And what distinguishes him above all else in the military right now was what we witnessed or at least in comment when he was on the show this last week. His comment was that in the process of this, and he continues to do it because I'm in with a a planning group with him and it's the whole group is this way. And these are, these are the two thirty one. Everybody's praying first. Everybody's praying for guidance with God. That's something that has to come back not only into our military, but as the core value of how we operate in this nation, because we have lost our way. And we don't spend time, we we spend time praying. And I will guarantee you, if you water those prayers down, you're going to hear a whole lot of prayers about me, 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 me. You know, God help me pay a bill. God help me have a I need a new job. God help me lead me to where I need to be. I, I'm confused. I don't understand. I mean, I can go on a list of things. The prayers for a nation, the prayers to seek guidance to lead, the prayers to to be advisors to a nation. That's what Rob Green is inside the military. That's what the 231 represents symbolically. That is what the extension of that needs to happen is that we realize as as the children of the Most High, we should be in such a level of prayer and anointing with God that we should be advising nations. Not... Sitting on the sideline, waiting to be rolled up by a bunch of two-bit Satanists that think that they have more power than God because they don't. Let's just be clear. So that is the sense of what this whole year began with on one January, a tide shift, and it isn't just a letter. So I wanted to get to this bottom line here. It's a way forward in which God is placed first in everything we do, represented by a letter. That's it's calling for accountability with a peaceful legal what it means that justice is delivered by God's hand ultimately not by the violence of the sword and whether or not that manifests I have no idea I'm not even that's 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 kind of like saying like you know I don't know you can't we know that whatever's going to come is going to come and of course never you'll never hear me not say prepare because I always use the metaphor of Peter and Jesus in the garden Peter carried a sword fine, good. But our whole focus on this, truly, is to stay focused on what we can wield as the sword of the Spirit through our prayers. And I think that's an exciting turn of events in our nation. So let's open with a prayer for everything we're going to do this morning. Father God, we're just going to welcome you this morning and thank you for all that you bring and to bless us this today. And Holy Spirit's just going to fill this space and fill our hearts with all that you provide us with and the Gloriful insight and presence to literally walk out to those authorities given to us by Jesus, not, as we, not only as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ, but to be able to pray and to heal the sick and the broken, cast out demons, and ultimately, Father, in, in both the physical and the spiritual sense, to raise the dead and to seek greater works, whatever that may be. So, Father, we just pray on these and pray in this time as we walk together in, in this anointing it is ours as the children of the most high. We ask that you bless us this morning in the most powerful way. that we can reach the hearts of the people that are in need of prayer to have our prayers reach them, to lift them, to heal them, and equally to do the same for a nation and for the many that are now in a place as well of being incarcerated and held against their will for crimes against a nation which they did not commit, being held in captivity, By a a tyranny that seeks to punish those that follow your will and your way. And that doesn't just limit itself to our borders, but extends across the globe for all of those that are literally walking that path of having to bear the the burdens of following Jesus that are being persecuted for it. So we bless them and pray for their protection, pray for their strength of heart, and ultimately pray for their release from captivity and set free into the world to bring even themselves, the lessons of those incarcerations with a new fire for the love of Jesus. And may all these prayers that we pray today, Father, be ones that ignite the fire of the Holy Spirit and the fire of the love of Jesus within them so that these prayers as answered become very clear that they come from you, the healing comes from you, and that that is a a new conviction within the body of Christ to speak the love of Jesus in the world. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So appropriately, we're going to start with a prayer from Carolyn. And she was at Barts Fest. She's an Air Force veteran. She's signed on to the letter as well. A friend of mine, really um, good heart. And so she has this. She writes this morning, prayer request for Sunday morning. Safety for all who are speaking out on the topics, but especially Brad Miller, Rob Green, Ivan Raiklin, Mark Bashaw. Nate Kane, Cameron Hamilton, Doc Chambers, Corey Terry, Sam Schumann, Mara, and Ted Macy, and me. She says, LOL, Carolyn. And prayers that I am assigned to a position who will who will investigate the COVID-19 vaccine within the Air Force. That General's hearts will soften and we win them over with love and truth she's in a position to be able to actually lead the investigation on many of these issues. And so we, we're we going to pray into that. So Father God, i just going to ask for prayers and, and protection and hedge protection around all of those signers and signatories on this letter, the 231. May you protect them, protect their families, and keep them secure as we move forward. Father, we pray for specifically for the people mentioned in, in this prayer, Brad Miller, Rob Green, Ivan Raikland, Mark Bashaw, Nate Kane, Cameron Hamilton, Doc Chambers, Corey Terry, Sam Schumate, Mara, and Ted Macy, and Carolyn, we ask for is that they continue to be in your blessing and your protection of all that they do as we move forward. Father, we lift up Carolyn to you, as she is in such a position to be able to literally lead this investigation to get to the root of truth and to expose that and bring that into light into the into the nation. May Those around her, those in her command structure, understand the magnitude of what is being spoken. May the power of truth settle into their heart and may this letter open them up to be receptive and willing to step forward on this courageous mission. We pray for moral courage. We pray that a wave of moral courage will overcome them in such a profound way that they will literally be lifted up and transformed to seek accountability for those that have done wrong to seek truth before the throne and themselves humble themselves before you in the way to literally be honest in their heart and walk in Jesus. And we pray these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's pretty interesting. I mean, the the magnitude and the way this is working, I'm excited about where we're going. And I'm excited for the change in tide uh, for this, for all that's coming at us. Now, we have some praise reports we'll start with this morning. First one up, sorry I've been out of touch. I focused on finishing my work for the season. Now I have a couple of months of off to focus on completely <laughs> annoying my wife. Oh, Jim. This is Jim Cates. Uh, she, this goes to Candy, by the way. She is doing great. We are doing multiple therapies a week. Her speech is coming along, but it is the slowest part of her recovery. I hope all is good in Texas. Looking forward to a fresh new year. Take care and God bless, Jim. Now, there was a, another text I had yesterday. Let me pull it up because this was from Jim. Jim, now, You remember Candy was our photographer. And uh, so here is he goes on. Says, Hi Scott, it's Jim and Candy Cates. Sorry I've been out of touch for a bit. We've been adjusting to new ways of living. Things are going very well. Physically, Candy is doing wonderful. Speech is slow, but steady. We should find out this week when her skull replacement will happen. Waiting for the results of yesterday's CAT scan to see. I hope things are good with you and thank you for answering God's call that has brought us so many wonderful people into our lives. Now, when Candy had her stroke, and, I, and just to recount this story for those of you that may not know, three or four days after Bars fest, Candy had a stroke, and Jim found her, and I'm gonna say something like 10 minutes later, and it was enough time that the brain was without oxygen, significant amount of oxygen, and of course, She was rushed to the hospital and they begin their normal process in the hospital, which is to spell cast and to try to tell everybody that she was going to be dead. I mean, I say this because doctors do this and the power, when we talk about the power of life and death in the word, it's very important to understand that doctors are geared towards dictating death to you. This is the spell cast and it is real. In fact, it's interesting because I had this conversation with Dr. Lee Merritt and she's a hundred percent behind this. He's like, doctors are trained to spell cast people. And they don't even realize it, but they're doing it. So part of the whole issue with this is that they were talking right away that Candy was never going to have the use of her brain again. She was going to be a vegetable, all these things. So we began the process to support Jim. And then Jim picked up the mantle of that and led his family praying life into his wife, praying life into the hospital room, forbidding doctors from speaking anything of spellcasting or death around candy. And as part of this thing that had happened with this stroke, her brain had swelled, so they cut off a chunk of her skull, and they removed it, and they put it into a freezer to keep it and keep it safe while her body healed. And so she has a protective area on there, and now her brain is reducing and swelling and healing enough against all odds of the medical community because she represents truly a miracle of healing of God. She has exceeded every benchmark they ever thought possible. Her healing has been rapid and phenomenal. She's been in healing it's been about I think we're at about 3 months roughly, something like that. And she has been her speech has been restored, she's been walking in that anointing of of a blessing of accepting God. In fact, when I prayed for her on the phone the last time I prayed, she spoke the words "Amen," which she had never spoken before, and even left Jim stunned because she spoke it into the phone when we closed the prayer. She said "Amen." It was incredible. It's just incredible to witness the power of the living God heal somebody like this in such and had there's no medications, there's none of this. She just and she was she came from coma to back to life, and now she's at home. Going through therapy and the healing continues. So we want to pray for that. Father God, I just want to pray for Candy and Jim Cates and just begin the prayer to pray into Jim's heart for the just the power of life that he continues to speak into his family and to his wife. And just pray that we just pray that he will continue that walk forward and to reinforce his love for her and reinforce his his speaking of life into his wife with the prayers that we can pour upon him to fill him to completeness with our love for him and our love for Candy. So Father, we lift him up and we just pray and praise him. And we just ask for a hedge of protection to continue to be around this family. And we pray healing into this family. And we pray healing into Candy as now she enters into this next phase of healing where she can be fully restored by returning that piece of the skull to her head. So Father, we ask and pray for it, that this will be a, a flawless next procedure that Candy will continue and we we declare healing over her in the miraculous way that the next steps of healing will be as equally as profound as the first steps were, that in this next step where she is put back together literally and stepping into a new level, that her speech will return to the fullness and perfection that it was before, that her creativity with photography will come back to her and it will be part of her own healing. In fact, that's a word, is to literally to used that her photography will be part of her healing going forward. And so... We just pray that that creativity will spark greater healing within her and to move that forward in her so that she becomes truly an example for those to witness, that Jim and Candy become another example of to witness of what it is to put your full faith in God for healing and miraculous healing, stepping away from the burdens and the spell castings of the institutions of medicine to break the chains of pharmacia, to break the chains of the of the darkness of the medical tyranny, and instead step into who is truly the only true physician, which is God himself. And to let those blessings pour upon them, to heal them, to restore them, and to continue to let others learn from them in the power of what faith brings, and the fullness and trueness of healing. So bless candy, bless the family, bless everything around them to lift them up with a hedge of protection around that family, that they may become a great example of the love in Jesus for all to witness and experience. In Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Next one. Good news on the family that lost their home in a fire. They are living in a single a single-room house, still looking for something bigger, but the demolition of the house has started. And thanks to a lot of kindness, they have plenty of clothing and necessities. This was a Christmas fire. They caught a family, and I think they were a family of ten. If I'm not mistaken, the, the story was that um, the, the Christmas tree had a lights had a short in them, it caused a fire in the house and on just shortly before Christmas burned everything down. So this is great news. So Father God I just wanna thank you and and we ask for the continued blessings upon this family in that we that was brought to us by Kansas mom author, let's lift them up and we pray that all of these trials that they are going through right now will strengthen their love in Jesus and to appreciate that the things that we lose are easily replaced, but the true things that we cannot replace is the love we have for you. So may this moment, Father, in this family be such that as it raises them up, they truly realize where the true riches are being stored, that in heaven. And that those things in the material world have no hold upon us, but rather they make us stronger and greater as we step away and rely on you in the glory of what you can provide. It's a hot walk of humility that most would not ask to do, and yet here it is before them and for whatever reasons or source of this fire. May this not be a burden on their life, but be one that inspires. And so we break any chains or burdens that, that tie them down to feeling the legacy of loss and instead lift them up in a glorious way to say, this is now time to be set free to literally this moment becomes one of empowerment of understanding that god is with you that even in times of these trials that he never leaves you and that all that settles in with the with the whole family from the father down to the children to remember the what it is to pray and have faith and to understand that we can endure anything in christ jesus name amen praise report i haven't been on for a while i apologize Thank you for joining me in prayer for, uh, for my daughter and my own, uh, living conditions. She and her now fiance have returned to Jesus. Praise God. They are on fire for scripture in a month or so. Hope to move me with them on the homestead to help with home church and teaching children. Thank you, father and prayer warriors. See Yahweh. Father God, I just want to, we just praise, lift our hands up in praise and just thank you. This was a difficult moment, and it's always a difficult moment when you're dealing with interconnectivity with family and the conflict that can occur in in our faith of, of how we believe and how we see the world. And yet, Father, you have put, really, truly performed a miracle here of turning the the children into a. A love in Jesus and lighting them on fire to the degree now that they want to bring their mother back into their lives and be with them as they build forward in a homestead, especially in this time, Father. No, No greater time than to bring family together and to strengthen family at its root and to connect the classes, the wisdom class and the youth, to bring them together. The word given by Paul Cantrell the other day, which was just so apropos as Pastor Cantrell spoke, which was... The, the elderly and the children are most connected because they are the closest to you. As the elderly re- begin to return home, the children are just arriving. And it's the two of them that as they come together, that they literally learn from each other. The children reassuring the elderly of where they come from and the glory of God and the elderly assuring the children of the wisdom needed to endure this life a beautiful vision of of the perfection of your design. And so Father, we just pray into this experience here for see Yahweh that this becomes just that, that this is a a process now of connecting with the grandchildren grandchildren for her and to bring them together as helping them teach and homeschooling to truly bring the power of God into that home, to lift them up and to continue that fire of Jesus within the home to restructure this family in a glorious way so that it centers as it should be in the love of you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. We have a prayer request here from Nature Cat. It says, Didi is a 95-year-old woman with no family who checked herself into a private nursing facility five years ago when she sold her house and i first met her i'm just going to make a comment right here this is right at the core of half of our problems in this nation and that core is our willingness to cast our parents aside and not take care of them and it's this is the rot that happens because as i referenced that word that pastor Kentrell gave paul's obviously paul's like a, is a brother to me i mean he, his family's here living with me and we and i talk daily on These things that I just, but he is is a pastor and we had great word on this, which is truly the word that about the, the whole concept of what this is that we're dealing with when we start to put elderly into retirement homes and we take our children, we cast them out into public schools and we're separating a critical element of God's design. And that is the extended family working and living together. And when we start to take grandparents away from children, and we're not living that model. We're not providing the children with one of the most important nurturing aspects of their lives, which is the wisdom that they gain, but also the children providing the gift of what they bring into this world, which is the, this native love of Jesus. They carry that with them. This, and it's, it doesn't, it, you can just witness it. When you put children with children that are in love of Jesus, watch that fire grow out of control like a prairie fire. And you want to witness that happen. It's just amazing. If you want to see it like in speaking in tongues, watch one person speak in tongues and watch it just move through the entire group of kids. It's like literally like watching the Church of Acts come to life. Adults will spend eight years trying to get there. Kids will just like spark. And it's, it is it is their purity and tied to, to the Father that's so unbelievable. And so when we in something like this and I'm going to get back to the prayer but we start to hear this breaking of a, it's a 95-year-old woman that's been, you know, souls her home and, and and my questions are one where's her family which may not maybe they've passed away she is 95 I have no idea and maybe she's not had any we can take that but then again where is that extended community to support her so this prayer is important Didi is negative and ha, ha, harsh towards herself and others rejecting dismissing and driving people away but there is a tenderness deep in her heart she is a Christian, but not comfortable speaking about her faith. Two years ago, she stopped opening the drapes, keeping her room dark, like she, like her state of mind. Although the view of nature is gorgeous, she, she would just, uh, if she would just look. She also stopped getting out of bed or leaving her room. She rarely answers the phone, and I believe the only people who still call on her are the two people in her will. I will, I am not in her will. But she was kind to me once, and I have a soft heart for anyone facing difficulty. I visited Dee, Dee, Dee and brought her gifts during the holidays. As usual, she was negative and told me it was not a good time to, and, I, and to leave. But she allowed me to quickly pray for her. Afterwards, I told her I love her and Jesus loves her. And then I said Jesus aloud three times. She suddenly rolled over, leaped up from the bed, and looked directly at me saying, That is what I wanted. Then she yelled to me to leave as she always does. (laughs) So I thought I would ask Bard's nation to collectively pray for her. Please pray for Dee Dee as she lays in bed alone in the dark in the nursing home again today, as she has for years, refusing anyone who tries to reach her. I pray that Holy Spirit will remain at her bedside, bringing light into her dark room and filling it with the love of Jesus driving all negativity away. Blessings, Scott and Bar's Nation. Thank you for all the prayers for everyone. Father God, we're just going to lift up. This is a beautiful prayer. And this is a prayer, Father, of just true restorative healing in the deep spiritual way to literally, in a, in, a, in the metaphorical sense, to raise the spiritual dead. So Father, we're just praying into Didi at this moment in time and praying into her deeply that the love of Jesus and the word of Jesus will just resonate within her and that it will break this darkness that has settled in upon her heart. The sad part about the walk in this world, Father, is we too often end up in places that we feel alone, in particular since we are designed to be with people, designed to be part of people, and with the consequences by design of COVID-Con and what it would do to break people's will and separate them. Whether or not that was directly impacted here, it has had an effect on a nation that we've witnessed, the true sense of what it is when we separate ourselves from one another, isolate ourselves, and then become lonely and dark within our hearts. So Father, we pray life in the deity. 95 years old or not, we pray life. This is someone who still has the spark of life and knows the word of Jesus within her. And with that, Jesus, we just ask your presence, to show your presence to her, not to take her away, but to inspire her because this is somebody, even at her age, has something to give. And we can sense that just with the spark and fire that she has. May the harshness and bitterness of her heart melt away. And may the love of life return. May the drapes be open and she looks out into the world to see the glory and beauty of God's hand all around her. And may this life be poured in her. And we speak and pray life into Dee's heart. And we raise her up in a glorious way as she herself now can look at this world differently to realize that in Nature Cat, she has a friend, someone who truly cares deeply for her, not because she wants anything from her, not because she's expecting some payoff on the will, because there's a kindness there to give kindness back to someone who gave kindness before, a true loving thy brother moment. So Father, as we also pray life, we pray love, love in the true sense of 1 John 3, to love thy brother infinitely, or 1 Corinthians 13, to pour that love in to such a miraculous way that we're lifting her up in the power of love that we can give ourselves. And we pour that love in into her, raise her up, And just ask, Father, that in these hours where she is now entering that twilight of her life, that she has a restoration of the love and compassion for living and to feel the love of others, whether she knows them or not, that we are truly there praying for her, lifting her up and healing her heart. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Going back to our notes. We have a prayer here from Chris Rock. Many families are feeling the spiritual warfare upon them, building and struggling to find peace, a reminder to put on your armor daily and pray without ceasing to intercede for those who are feeling the attacks and are spiritually weak. God bless all who recognize their weakness and call out to you, that you would be our refuge and strength in our present troubles. There is. There is no storm you, you cannot control. Relationships are being challenged and pots are being shattered. Break out, break us from the, from our pride, Lord, that we can grow in righteousness and keep us from the temptation of coming against each other. We need you every day. Oh, that we are grateful for your presence in our lives, for the injustices one suffers. You have given us a path to lead us onward and grow. I pray for all individuals, marriages, children, and families, a blessing that those who are struggling call on you and listen to still to the still of your voice to lead them through the, these trials. For with every storm comes a rainbow. Thank you in Jesus' name. Great prayer. This is a trialing time, trying time, an amazingly trying time, and one that is going to continue to try people because it is truly a threshing. And this time is, is pushing people that when you are without faith, this world or a weakened faith, and you put, put so much of your faith, which often happens, into the me rather than to him, we find ourselves under siege and unable to often endure. That puts conflict between us. And marriages are being tried right now, many of them. So we are at a place right now as a nation where we are being, it is a trial of a nation. And it's a trial of a nation to make choices, difficult choices, between a world that has been shaped around us to be materialistic, to be one of consumption, to seek pleasure in entertainment, or worse, the sort of dark entertainment like pornography or or, uh, entertainment outside the home that has little to do with anything. The separation between the the scriptures that we need in our daily lives and the way we are running our lives, a life that is more focused on work and the, and the and the need to to raise up and raise more income than the trust and faith in him that he will guide us to all great things. And So Father, we just pray for a nation right now and we pray for the families out there that are under siege, a war that's being attacked at children, at the root of the family, and everything that we know is being shaken. A, A world now that is at its very core is being turned on its head by design to try to destroy that most anointed unit, if you will, that you've deployed on this earth, which is the family, the structure of the family, the strong father, the, the the unity of love in the sense of Adam and Eve of the mother and the father, that structure that that creates with children underneath them to raise them up in the word and to love you in this world. And then what follows from that is the grandchildren, the extended family and the family unit working and walking together. And so we pray for that and we pray for that healing, the restoration at the very root. And for those that are struggling, Father, we pray above all that in their moments of darkness, in their moments of questioning, turn to the word. Have that that moment that comes, that voice that they hear to turn to scripture and to read. And even if it's you've never read, just begin at the beginning. Read Genesis and start and walk that through. And to have that drive and that call to reach out into the world. In a different way, rather than reaching out and saying, what do I need to buy? What job do I need to get? How am I going to solve this? Rather turn to you, Father, and say, Father, here I am. And have that compelling moment to open open the book and begin to read. And in so doing, let the words marinate deep within the soul. Let the Bible begin to speak in your words into them. Let these words soften that edge. Let them awaken the greater part and the deepest part and answer a simple question. Have you learned how to love? And if we can each answer that question, Father, in this moment, with all the trials, have we learned how to love? Not in a physical way, not in the bedroom, not in some material way of giving gifts, but in the true sense of love, in the love that you pour upon us. Have you learned how to love? If we can answer that question in our life, we've accomplished something profound. And so may that be at the core of where people are. Asking the question and then to seek through you the glory of love. And in so doing, let the world fall to the side. Raising these families up, Father. Raising a nation up in the glory of love in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Love. One of the most difficult words we have, in my opinion, in the English language. For so many reasons. One, love as a concept is by no means easy. But more importantly, love has become such a destroyed word. It is used haphazardly by design. It is itself not full and complete. We say things like agape love. We have no context or understanding of what that means. And love itself is a word that has been translated too much into the physical and the material. I love you. Translates too often to here's a gift or something. And if we listen to the corruption of this word of love, how it is used in so many different ways, at its root of the most of the way it's used, it does not speak of the love of Father. And love in this unbelievable sense of total and complete love in a spiritual sense. Our relationships and our families are too often forged in the flesh, not in the spirit. And in so doing, they, we begin. And it's not that you can't transform a relationship. I want to be very clear. Of course we can. But in the relationships of force in, in, the, in the bedroom, and force in the flesh, it takes a real effort to transform your relationship into a spiritual love, something greater than us. And always through him. That the eyes are always on Jesus. And through Jesus, our love and our relationships build greater with one another. A total and complete love. It literally has at its root, not the desires and passions of the flesh, but something greater and an an anointing of feeling the heart of another to literally feel the heart of another and to experience that walk in such a profound way that we can, we live with father in us and through us. And then what we're truly seeing in the heart of someone else and the things that we love the most are him and the reflection of the heart of the father within us that we see within another, those levels of love, Aren't, and aren't native in our culture anymore. And I would argue that they were much more so in older world. And again, we have to go back to the restoration of the church. And it's a broad; these are broad brush statements I make in a time of trial, but we unfortunately just don't have enough churches in our nation speaking to the principles and power of what love can bring as a tool of warfare in this world. We begin to love one another. There's no place the enemy has to stand. There is no greater place than to be able to stand before an enemy and to open your heart and love him in the sense of Paul or even Peter. That that power of love completely disarms them and destroys them. And I've used this example many times, but I think it's such a powerful example of this, of Peter in the garden that raises a sword and cuts off the ear. It is is an act of love. But in a different sense, it's an act of love of sparing somebody's life that's trying to come to Jesus. But the true master of the event is Jesus that demonstrates that the true power of love as he disciples his, his student was to heal the ear and restore a soul. Those are profound places of love that as we continue to walk in this world, we truly lift up each other and we become mightier in God and we become increasingly untouchable by an enemy. And the world's burdens that fall upon us that like to get into our thoughts, get past our helmet of salvation, get into the deep parts of our thoughts that can can weight us down with things that we don't need. We read the news, the news is dark, it's always telling you about the demise of things. We're not lifting up the nation in love and we're not trusting in the power of love to overcome because love in in the world becomes way too soft. Love becomes, and we've had this discussion here so many times, and the response of people saying, well, if there's love, there's no accountability, which is exactly wrong. There's no greater love for another than lay your life down for your brother. It is true sacrifice in the truest sense of your heart to love a child so much that you're willing to lay your life down to save them, to love your life, to love your family so much that you're willing to stand against evil at any cost. That's the level of love we're talking about. Selfless, powerful, consuming. Fam- Hello, family. I have sad news about my friend and neighbor, Dan King. He passed away last night, 12, 27, 23. Please pray for his family and wife, Judy King, who is still healing, Steve and Penny Kusick. Well, Father, we just pray into the wife, the remaining wife and family of. Dan King, who has passed away, we we're reminded to always protect the widows and the orphans. And so, Father, our prayers today pour in to Judy King, as our prayers pray into our a hedge of protection around her and a hedge of protection around her heart, that this loss and these things are very difficult because in the loss of those which you love the most, they are a loss, truly, of someone very dear to us, someone that means so much to us, and a part of us, for it's the two to the one. So Father, we just pray into this, the heart of Judy King and her family to pray in healing and love and may the the blood of Christ heal this wound in a magnificent way that the burdens of loss are overcome by the memories of of joy, the time was spent together and the knowing that, that through Jesus they will be reunited again. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please keep Matt Matt's aunt Pam as well as him and his family in our in your prayers. She passed away yesterday at 11:58 p.m. She took the shot and has had issues ever since. She ended up finding out she had lung cancer a few months back and has been in and out of the hospital ever since. She fought a hard battle but before she passed She told her daughter she was ready to go home to Jesus. She was a child of God and a wonderful person with a big heart. And poor Matt, he's having a hard time while trying to stay strong. Pam was the first one to hold Matt, and she also named him. She was a big part of his life. She will be missed. Thank you, family. God bless. Punky Puster. These are Matt is Punky's um, husband. These are difficult times that we're heading into here because we knew and because we did everything we could to keep people from doing the thing we knew that was going to be self-destructive. We understood the power of the shot and we fought against it. We tried to wake people up and unfortunately we're seeing the consequence. And I'm going to speak a prayer after this of the same type of thing that just happened in our circle in my family. So Father, we just pray into Matt, pray into the strength of Matt and the difficult moment that this represents. When we are challenged with having to face the consequences of what we knew would come. So Father, we're just going to pray into a healing into Matt's heart and that whatever ties or bonds that were created into the I told you so's and the, and the concerns of what the consequences would be let those, let those ties be severed and let they be reforged into the memories of what Matt's Pam, Aunt Pam was. Let that be the healing salve of the moment. And Father, we just raise up Matt in this hour. He is blessed with an amazing wife, Tiffany, who is our Mod Punky. And that family that he has raised up, may he find the glory in the creation that he has been He's been part of the co-creation that lives around him. And just to remember that he is here in this moment in time because of the gift of life that he was given by another and that the person who has now passed was part of his naming. And let that be such an amazing honor and amazing thing to carry in our life, in his life, that it becomes the healing salve that touches deep within the space of loss. There's always a challenge when we lose somebody when we know we could have prevented it. And I can only speak to what appears to be the case here, Father, but if that is the case, then we pray healing into that, to relieve Matt of that burden, that there was nothing you could do, that you've done all you can. And as Matt, who's a person who has great talent, he he has a warrior heart, he has fought literally in war and in the fields of Iraq. It's difficult when we get into these times when you know that things can could have been corrected and could have done differently. When you know that under directives and orders had people listened, the outcome would have been different. So we speak that into Matt's heart, that this was not one of these fights you could have won. This was a battle that wasn't yours to lead, but rather now it's something that we have to walk with and realize that in the loss of someone like this, especially when we deal with this injection and the consequences of it. It should it needs to light the fires of righteousness to fight for others. So Father, we pray healing into Matt. We pray healing and restoration into this family. We place a hedge of protection around Matt and Punky's home to lift them up in the glory of, of heaven. We pour love into this family with their beautiful children and to and to continue to spread that love. And as a final word, Matt, remember to bring your children around you and have them put hands on you and pray. For they are a gift. And that as you as the father, sometimes we look to our children and we forget that they can do the greatest thing to heal our hearts. So let your children put hands on you and pray in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So we lost a friend this last week, something very similar. He was uh, what I consider one of my mentors in hunting. He was a friend of my dad's in construction. He was in his seventies. Um, six months ago, after he, well, some time ago, he took the, the death shot, and six months ago, he had done a, a, gone in for a, an examination, He was his body was healthy and clean, and then shortly after that, within the last month or two, he went in and he had cancer, but not just a little, he had cancer all over his body, and he went from being very healthy to a rapid and sudden decline in death in hospice. It was unexpected, he hit the family pretty hard, they're a good family, good, hardworking, loving family and strong in their faith. But again, a victim of the propagandized war that was put against this nation to believe in a fear, that wasn't there. And so this name's name is Greg Jenkins. So Father God, I just want to lift the Jenkins up in prayer today. A good family, hardworking family, a mother, Marilyn, who has kept that family together. She has gone through so many trials and raised herself up in so many ways someone who has committed herself to raising her children who has already suffered one loss of one of her sons years ago, and now has to walk this path of loss of her husband, which is not easy. So Father, we just pray into this family with Alan and the grandchildren, and Alan, her son, the grandchildren, and Alan's new wife, and Marilyn, that we pray into healing into them. Loss of Greg is big. He's a good man. and for my own <clears throat> my own personal place just to thank you for the opportunity to have worked with him in a special way as a friend, as a mentor in, in the, the ways of hunting as well as even in contracting. He was always there whenever we needed him and whenever I needed him. And so I thank you for that. So Father, we just pray healing into this family. Pray thanks for the blessings of Greg while he was here. We lift him up in heaven and we pray that the memories of the great man that he was settle into the hearts of this family as a healing salve. And Jesus, we just ask that you'll make yourself presence with this family. And may this moment be one of transformation in this family to truly bring them closer into the place of the Word and into the love of you. And may may the memory of Greg be a fantastic moment of strength and commitment and overcoming. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please pray for Pastor Jack Newton. I'm sorry. Please pray for Pastor Jack, Newton Christian Church, diagnosed last week with liver cancer, likely stage four, praying that a hedge of protection be around him and to keep the pain at bay and for God to miraculously heal him. For God's glory, in Jesus' holy name, amen. Diana Daggs. Well, as always, we're going to take this to another level. We want miraculous healing, and we can do it. So, Father, we just lift up Pastor Jack. And not only do we pray that the pain and declare that the pain will be gone upon his body, but we raise our hands up around him and we pray truly in the Spirit that Pastor Jack will be and is completely healed, that the evidence of any cancer in his liver is gone, and that we pray life into him. We pray restoration. We pray restoration into him. And we pray the love of the Holy Spirit within him and to fill him completely. Fill him truly from head to toe and toe to head, and may that pour through him and heal him, restore him, and return him truly to the pulpit in the power and blessed way with an experience to speak mightily into the power of the living God to heal, and may that raise people up and inspire them to reach higher and go further within the word. So Father, we declare healing in the name of Jesus over Pastor Jack. And may this moment be one of transformation for both he and his and his flock to realize that the power of the living God can step in and do things that seemingly are impossible and to create the, yet a witness of the power of the living God of healing to bring those hearts closer into the heart of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I see this morning, we just saw a minute ago that we have Pastor devanese in with us this morning. It's always a blessing and an honor to have you here, Pastor devanese Thank you so much. Good God, good God morning, Scott and Bars Nation. I had to read that. I was like, what? Okay, so good God morning, Scott and Bars Nation. Right, by the way, I just, I just want to say something. It, um, it just strikes me that one of the things that we forget too often is in the heaviness of life, and it can be, and there's no question um, that it can be, we have to make sure and remember joy and laughter. And, and those are powerful tools of healing and restoration in our lives that even in the, in the face of, of uncertainty and the, and the burdens of the world, we, we literally need to lead in and remember that God gave us laughter and joy for a particular reason. And that's part of that is a tremendous power to heal and to heal others. So do remember to laugh. Because there's one. And that's why I bring it up because I read this and I read this as kind of an expression, like, good God. And then I went like, oh, that's not what they said at all. Good God morning. <laughs> Scott and Bar's Nation. Laughter is also echoed in our voices. And what we speak, and this gets to the power of life and death in the word, and it's so important that we can say we can try to we can't fake anything. Let's be real. Our voice carries the power of life and death. Our word carries the power of voice, power of life and death. And if we are speaking truly from the heart of Holy Spirit, we're bringing in those elements of of what God is. And laughter is part of God. Love is part of God. But remember those things because we have a tremendous power in people's lives, whether we realize it or not. I've been reminded about this too many times. It's the things that we say offhandedly and how heavy they can be. So, good God morning, Scott and Bar's Nation. Happy New Year. I know we will see hard action this year, yet I am hopeful we will pull through the fire and be transformed into something greater than we can imagine. Okay, so we're going to take the hopeful out and I'm going to put in, I'm rewriting this prayer. Yet I know we we will pull through the fire and be transformed into something greater than we can imagine. May God's grace be upon us and all in the world for this to be so. I would ask for prayers for my wife, Kathy, and her continuing journey of healing her breasts. The original mass had a biopsy with a nasty word. They did an MRI and found another smaller mass nearby, so she had to have a second biopsy on that one. We got a favorable result from that one. Thank you, Jesus. We are awaiting a third biopsy on the left side now that can that they claim is a Calcification, but they but they have to do a biopsy before they will do surgery on the other side. That biopsy is January 9th. So after waiting ten days for results, she can make a final decision between biopsy and January 9th. So after waiting ten days for results, she can. Oh, I'm sorry, I just read that between a lump. A, I guess they call it a lumpectomy or a mastectomy. I support her in her decision. I consistently voice. My own opinion, which is another round of finbendazole and prayers. My trailer never left Mandolin Farm. I am in New York now to support my wife and pack up the house. She does not wish to have her surgery in Kentucky. Jesus and my family here in Bars Nation. I continue to pray for a miraculous healing to occur that will stun the doctors. Love and light. Uh, this is Reverend Sean Ed White, formerly Heyaka empath. Well, Father, it's going to pray into Ed White's wife, Sean Pastor Reverend Sean Ed White was praying into his wife, and so Father, in this moment in time, we're being we're kind of caught, and it's really clear we're being caught in two worlds: the world of reliance on the medical industry and the and the sort of framing that all these things go to. And unfortunately, this is a very powerful paradigm, that we don't know the alternative. And with this, and especially in this other form of spellcasting, is this belief that if we don't do one thing, we shall die. I am in, We're not trying to pray for something that isn't of your will, but Father, right now, part of what we're praying for is what is your will, and to make your will clear to Pastor White's, Reverend White's wife, that what path ahead. The question that comes as we speak this prayer is a hard question, and it's one that is A very heavy question to ask, if a person is willing to have their breasts removed, would they equally be willing to have their arm removed in a surgery, if it was so said? And these are heavy questions because we seem to be in a cycle in the medical industry that cutting off women's breasts has become normalized, which is interesting because it also deals with this whole issue of reproductivity and the whole sense of who we are, far greater than just being active with children, but who we are as a being. So, Father, we're praying first and foremost that for clarity into the heart of Reverend Ed White's wife, to be clear with what she seeks, and to understand that these things can be corrected, especially through prayer and other treatments, and that too often cancers are parasites that need to be treated as such, not as surgical things to be removed. Father, we also pray for miracle healing and we declare healing over Pastor Ed. Ed's wife, Reverend Ed White's wife. We pray healing over her and and not just pray. We declare it in the name of Jesus, a miraculous healing that will remove all of the signs of cancer that will flood her body with the power of Holy Spirit to cleanse her body from head to toe and toe to head, to lift her up and to pray truly the power of, of the Holy Spirit to heal her in a most miraculous way. That her breasts are found to be void of cancer that there are no lumps that there is no evidence of cancer whatsoever and to leave this in such a profound way that it leaves the doctor stunned as we have seen so many times in the prayers we do so father we declare healing over her healing in the true sense of what jesus said we can do in his words well, you can do greater works than me we now pray in miraculous and immediate healing that provides yet another person in this army testimony to the power of the living god father this is not of us but of you And in this process, may this healing be so profound that it anchors more deeply the love of you and the understanding of where this healing comes from. And may it lift her up and not as something to brag about, but as something that she speaks as testimony into the world, to bring testimony into the power of the living God. So we pray healing and declare healing over her in total healing of the body, head to toe and toe to head. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I have an unusual request. My house is built on a slab, which means we have no basement and concrete floors. In the floors are coils for hot water heat, called radiant heat. Yes, we have noticed that around the perimeter of the house, especially the floors, are sinking. We have had a couple of contractors out to look at it, and one seems to know, and no one seems to know the, and no one seems to know what the issue is. My son believes. It can be a hot water heat coils could have a leak i would say he's right but i am not convinced because of the fact that it seems to be in various places and not in one area we built over the original house and added a second story at the time my husband was living and a contractor so he knew what he needed to be done to support the second story unfortunately he died right as he had the whole house torn apart and for the last 25 years, I've been slowly but surely finishing the house, but now it's at a point of maintenance. To make matters worse, we are at the bottom of a hill so that we get a lot of water when the rain, etc. My prayer request is that we find the right person who can tell us what is causing the issue and it's it is getting worse. Thank you, Ginny. May 2024 be blessed and with miraculous blessings for all. So... Since water was one of the issues I dealt with a lot in my contracting period, I will give these words first, and then we'll pray. Jenny, the likelihood, especially with the location of you at the bottom of the hill with water, is that this is all deeply water-related. The gradient heel coils, this is an old style where they used to embed them in the concrete. They still do it, but they used probably at the time of your place, they probably used copper pipe, or they could have used galvanized pipe, and they didn't use PEX, which they use today, which is a flexible plastic pipe. It has more resilience. The fact that you have water at the bottom of the hill also suggests that you have water underneath the slab. That's probably causing some destabilization, which very possibly could cause a a shift in the slab, and it doesn't have to be visible on the surface, but enough to where it has caused a slight shift and possible breakage within the pipes that are doing slow leaks. But you have probably a combination of two major things, water from the top of the hill and water within your hydronic heating system that's embedded in your floor. That type of work is fairly extensive but it would require most likely excavation around the perimeter of the property to divert the water from the hill to create water shielding and water barriers so that the water no longer goes underneath the slab. It would possibly cause for excavation under the slab to reinforce it with gravel and and, and drain pipe and a drain skirt and equally it will cause a need to be able to look at the slab possibly to. change your heating system to something other and to shut off the hydronic system. All of that is my speculation without having seen the actual property, but with a lot of experience in the same. So, Father God, we pray into Jenny and this process that she's been doing to fulfill her husband's dream to get this house recreated. This house built and a second story put on and to finish the vision of what it was to remodel this home. And that's a blessed walk as it is. So Father, we pray right now for anointing upon this house and upon this walk that they're in, that the person with the understanding of water and and restoration, the person understands the greater issues of how water affects slabs and structure can step into their life. May it be a structural engineer, may it be a contractor, but may you provide that person that can truly provide an insight into what is truly the case. And with that, Father, to provide a plan of how to restore this house to its fullest need and its perfection so that it becomes a safe and livable place for years to come. Father, pray that this knowledge will be one that will come from someone who has a heart for this sort of work, someone that does not seek to exploit the environment for some sort of special contract to make lots of money, but rather has an interest in seeing structures restored to make them safe and livable for a family, a family of such a good heart. So Father, we pray this upon upon Ginny and her family, we pray this upon the house, and we just pray for a blessings of resources needed to make this move forward, to include the knowledge resources, to lift them up, to provide them with comfort of mind and heart and soul, to understand how to move forward in a plan to restore this house and complete the dream that was Jenny's husband's dream. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. There's always also this other part, Jenny, for this is to Jenny, there's always this other part that as you add a second story, you're adding obviously more structural weight to a, a slab. And depending on how the slab was built, and where it is, that may also be an added stressor on that system that was embedded in the slab, which is your hydronic heating system. Almost like I did that a little bit once. I did it way too much. I went into a, I was called down to a house in Lake Oswego, Oregon. Some clients that worked at Intel, and they asked me to come down and look at their crawl space in the middle of the winter, and they lived on the lake. And there's a couple of issues, and I'll make this story short, but the crawl space, which was not a crawl space when I, I looked at it, the crawl space was bizarre because as I went down to look at the crawl space, I realized that I could walk into that crawl space, which shouldn't have been. It was like literally like five feet, six feet deep. And I looked at the entire space in there and I realized that somebody who had had the house before had been hand excavating a basement underneath the house, and that the major support pillar for the entire house was now a column of earth, not concrete, but of earth that they had left as if it was gonna hold up this whole house. And there was all sorts of structural things starting to happen in the house. So as I did that assessment, I got called a, a second call, an emergency call to come down and look at it. And as I walked into what was about a six foot crawl space, which should have been like a two and a half foot crawl space, It was completely filled with water like a lake under that house. Needless to say, that led to a major, major water project of having to rebuild, structurally rebuild, reinforce, put in water shielding, put in drain fields. It was incredible. And the final part of that story is this house had a boat slip. And they always wondered why their boat slip was shallower than everybody else's. And it was because the prior owner had hand dug this basement and put all the earth in their boat slip. So there you go. People are crazy tell you. Pray for the guys working 12s, six days a week. It's 12 hours, six days a week, keeping our ships and subs on point. They are literal machines. I don't know how they do it. I pray for them every day. Kate Barkaskas. Well, Father, we, we pray for those in the industry that are working truly with the heart of defending this nation and the commitment they're giving to trying to keep the engine rolling and keeping the heart of the true sense of defending the republic alive. And while we don't pray for war, we do pray for those that are working to keep this nation's defenses strong in a time of uncertainty. And may that blessing of of a country that centers itself on Christ fill their hearts, rather than a country bent on creating war. One of the hardest parts we face now, Father, is the amount of money that we have poured in to our defense industry. Not because we don't have good technologies, not because we we don't have a need to protect and defend this nation, but unfortunately, those in power have become so deeply corrupted to use those mechanisms for tyranny across the globe. So Father, we add a prayer onto this. This prayer just called for by the Holy Spirit as I sit here right now. We pray that these people that are working in these industries, will not be obedient to the tyranny that we now face. But rather, be awakened to challenge the tyranny, to step back away from the demands of unions and and government that are demanding obedience to the clot shots and the various craziness of woke. And rather, turn their hearts to Jesus. And whatever works that they do, may every hammer they swing, may every bolt that they place, may every weld that they make, Be that focused on the heart of Jesus, not on the heart of a nation that has lost its way under tyranny. So while we pray for them, for the work that they do, may their work be focused in the right direction. Because sadly, what has happened is our industry, our military industrial complex has become controlled by the heart of Satan. And so much of what is being done is not for the betterment of the world, but for the exploitation of tyranny to suppress the world, which is not our business. So may the heart of the Republic, the heart of a nation that doesn't want to expand our presence in war, that truly understands the nature of the true enemy, which is within, be awakened within every one of these workers that dedicate their lives to something they truly believe is true and just. But may that be deeper in the heart of Christ. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Rescued by love, prayer request funding fundraising for future events some great things ahead for the kingdom organ volunteers for different positions okay these are difficult prayers cuz i don't know what this is and just so you understand my heart i'm going to read this but i need to be very clear when you get prayers like this to start talking about references to supporting endorsing or money raising um and i'll see who it is it's uh, this is this is Rick and CJ. Okay, I'm going to completely change my tune. Now I see who it is. Rescue, that's Rescue by Love. Whew, had to check. That's a, CJ. And I say this because I had one last week that was kind of thrown on me, and I don't have a backstory to it, asking for prayers of support to build an organization. I'm happy to do that, but I'm cautious until I know a little bit more about them. Now I see who this is. This is Rick and CJ. So we're going to pray into this heart. This is great. But I, it's important that if you're going to send a prayer request in for an organization you're starting, or you want to be prayed on to raise money for something you're doing in the name of Christ, I'm not going to do that in my full heart unless I know who you are and know what you're about. Because there's so many things going on right now and so many b- bad motives. That's all this brought up and why I hesitated there for a minute. Once I know you and I know your heart, I'm happy to support you in as many ways as we can through this prayer platform. But... I'm not going to pray for things we don't know in in that sense, especially when we get into raising money and for events, because if we if we don't know the person, too many times it's easy to get scammed and I'm not part of that game. Then I'll be praying against you in, in hard ways, seriously, because I'll pray against you that God takes it all back. And I don't want to be in that. And I don't want put people put in that. Because in a time when we have stressed monies, we need to know where our where our heart is. So again, just as a reminder, if you if you're asking for prayers on something for something you're starting, child sex trafficking, rescue, whatever these things are, please do us the favor of giving us a context and taking some time before you just jump a prayer in here of giving us information, especially give it to Nikki and allow Nikki to do the research to find out truly who you are. It's important. Okay. So RBL, which is Rescued by Love, which is Rick and CJ's group, which is Pastor Rick and Pastor CJ. It's fantastic. Funding and fundraising for future events. Some great things ahead for the kingdom in Oregon. Volunteers for the different positions, social media, marketing, PA, camera, photography, etc. Prayer to cover current volunteers. Prayer for people who are praying and ministering. There are a few projects in work we need covering as we move forward. Prayer covering for Pastor Rick and Pastor CJ. We are in, in the works to bring John Ramirez to Portland, let's continue to working to at breaking down strongholds in our state, free God's people, covering for both pastors Rick and CJ as they continue to shed light on the darkness, protection from retaliation. This is a big season of satanic holidays, full of rituals and evil things, prayer for the children who are chosen to be used, prayer for God's perfect will in their life, prayer against the spirits attacking each person in this group. As I am t- typing, I can feel self-pity, oppression, doubt, fear, anger lurking around trying to attack. In this group, we have many looking at facing the holiday without a loved one or family. Let's come together and bind up any tormenting spirits. Let's pray as a team to grow and ask God to cause us to love what he loves and cause us to hate what he hates. Many May that spread to the people around us. I want to emphasize that piece. We don't like that term hate. And yet, that word has come up very frequently lately on a couple of topics. And it's important that we understand the power of that. Leah um, Svensson of, of Resistance Chick spoke of this the other day in a prophetic word that she had about God's hating of what people are doing to their families. He's hating the fact that they're allowing the seed to be destroyed through surgeries, that that, they're, that the children are being prevented to come in from the, from the world. And that hits at people personally, and they react to this. They say, though, well, God doesn't hate. God does hate. He hates evil. And God hates, and it says so in Scripture, that we have to love what God loves, and we have to hate what God hates. These are powerful places and times to understand that we are living in times of consequence, and how we live in most deeply into the word, we have to get deep into this. And it's not something that fits well within a liberalized world that wants to see our faith very vanilla iced. That's a new word for you. just created it. Just created a villain. Imagine vanilla ice cream being slightly melted and spread across toast. That's what we're talking about. Instead of having like a little tight scoop, that's frozen, it's perfect with vanilla bean. You're just going to get artificial vanilla and spread it across. That's what our faith has become literally spread across and smeared like that. And so we have to get into the intensity of the word as well. So it's important that we grasp that. So continuing with this, it's a really good word. It says, Gretchen, pray for deeper, intimate walk with the Lord, more compassion, understanding of others, wisdom, knowledge, discernment, More peace, prayer. Take this in as I'm taking this. We're going to do a prayer over this, but take these words in because they're powerful. Pray for immediate family and extended family for salvation, deeper intimacy with the Father, more spiritual discernment in the family. Jenny, my husband is starting family counseling with his daughter tomorrow. I was supposed to be there, but she refused, refused if I was. Prayer that it goes well and that it'd be a good start to reconciliation in our family. Even more importantly, praying for her walk with the Lord. I pray this is the year of the uh, prodigals to return home. Please pray alongside me for my stepdaughter. She has been estranged from our family for a, a few years now. She developed an eating disorder. This is all part of the same prayer. In 2020, when she was only 16, she has been seeing godless counselors and the antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication ever since. Ugh, that's just portals for hell right into your body. Seriously, demons. We believe she has stepped away from her faith. Specifically, I pray that her faith is restored, reconciliation with us, getting off the medication. The medication will no longer have a grip on her, healing her heart and her disorder and her mind in Jesus' mighty name. These continue. These just okay. We got a couple more praise. Uh, this is a praise report. We'll come back to that. Okay, this is the same thing. My stepdaughter actually responded to a text today for the first time in a year. I'll take that as a praise, although she's short, full of attitude, and full uh, really not nice. (laughs) Well, Jesus will fix that. She has to agree to meet my husband and I I for dinner next week. She has agreed uh, for her birthday or his birthday. Please be praying that her heart softens as it goes. Lorena Prayer for keeping freedom and breaking cycles to be able to distinguish when the enemy attacks. Holding on the word that would, was prophesized over my life and my husband's. Lord, use me in whatever, whenever you please, to bring you honor. That people you may see not me, but you in me, and that you may be forever exalted in Jesus' mighty name. And then Tiffany for my husband. Oh, this is wonderful for my husband to be caught up in the spirit with me equally yoked on fire for jesus pray the flowers of his heart be watered um, his heart be made f- flesh again return to his first love make us clay as you are potter mold us To your desires, Jesus, increased knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, revelation, dream, interpretation, discernment, and discernment of the spirits, healing, restoration, deliverance, salvation for entire family, radical encounter with Jesus for my husband, brother, mom, dad, and stepmom, stepdad, sister, and her fiance, healing in mother daughter relationship and breakthrough. God to peel the scale off eyes and ears, soften heart's ability to hearken the Holy Spirit. And this is all from Rescued by Love. And CJ says, okay, posting for Coffee and Jesus. Of course it is, CJ. I love you. I haven't talked to her. She called me yesterday, and I missed her call. It got so crazy. I was literally on the phone all day long. Crazy. And that all has to do with this new letter that's coming out. So this is a really good prayer. There's a lot in this, so we're going to touch a lot of these places and we're going to kind of go through them now. Okay. So first of all, Father, we just want to ask for a blessing upon rescued by love led by CJ and Rick, such an amazing people, anointed in their walk and truly lift them up in this time to provide them with all they need. CJ is such an, a powerful voice in this hour, in this time, truly one that we need to continue to remind us of the darkness that lurks around and the consequence of what is li- living around us without us even knowing. These are the dark cults, the Masonics, the the the, the, uh, the Satanics that are literally there to torture children, to damage them and leave them maimed in, in such a way that they can never find their way to you, nor bring their anointing into this world of innocence, which they so want to rape and pillage and steal. So Father, we pray into those children that are suffering. We pray into them mightily with our hearts of healing, and we pray life into these children and restoration, and for those families now that are being consequence of the many results of that in the world in which we live, which is shaped so much by the darkness of these holidays. When each of these holidays is being used for evil, we rebuke that and we take that back. We take back the night, we take back the day, we take back the dates, it's not theirs to have. And by our own authority, we rebuke that and we declare those dates null and void for the use of demonic. We no longer let those dates be affecting of our heart, but simply use them as every date and every day to celebrate the glory of Jesus. May we not be the cause and effect, because we tend to be, because we lean into the fear, we absorb the fear, we become part of the problem, because it's only through our free will that the enemy gains foothold. Let us be greater than that. Let us be greater to understand truly whom we are, for we walk in the anointing of the Most High. We are the children of the Most High. Let us walk as the princes and priests of this world where we are not below the evil, but we are above it, that we are the ones looking upon evil and realizing the evil will always try to persist, but it's to us and our truth in you, the mightiness of love that we will overcome, that we'll break its dumb bonds and chains, that we will keep people free, to always keep ourselves free, set ourselves free, keep ourselves free, and help others to become free. Let us step into that anointing, a simple step, a step forward in the greatest way where we let go of the burdens of the world. And we start to realize our true calling. And with that, receive the anointings as we pray upon right now, the anointings of the words of the Holy Spirit that allow us to speak into other people's hearts. And to do so with with such profound impact, realizing that our words carry the power of life and death, to honor that and be, be very judicious in what we speak, to understand the power of what we say or write, and in so doing, speak life into people's hearts speak life into people's lives, speak life into families, speak life into children and to rebuke that the tendency that we have and been conditioned for so heavily to try to look at the world through a negative lens, but rather overcome with love. Hence the name is so profound with CJ and Rick's ministry rescued by love. let it be that power of love to overcome and let that be the love of John, 1 John 3, let it be the love of 1 Corinthians 13, the love of there is a love no greater than me than to give my life for another. Let us be that love that completely submits herself to you and understands that we have to let go and the the clinging on of those things that we are trying to fill ourselves with rather than letting you fill us in our hearts. At the core Mm -hmm. of all things, Father, is a profound moment where we have to come to the realization of how corrupted our own hearts are, how wounded our own hearts are. As we try to find fulfillment in buying things, using our credit card, finding another job, getting a bigger house, getting a bigger car. All of these things, we are not enough times turning to you to say, Father, what do you need for us? And what is the mission you have for me and for us? Because this is not about a me. This is about moving in the body and the kingdom to literally walk in such a mighty way that we are stewards and princes and priests of this world. So, Father, we pray into that that place of restoration of the heart where we don't seek the fulfillment of the flesh to fill a wound, but rather we seek you to fill that before we step into those other places of love. And let it be clear. You've given us the gift of love in both the flesh and the spirit, but the enemy knows that. And for that reason, the enemy has inverted this in a powerful way to use everything in the flesh to anchor us and to keep us away from the true sense of where we begin. We begin in the spirit and we go to the flesh. Father, we pray for each of these people now who have been listed today. We pray for Gretchen, who is seeking a deeper, intimate walk with you. And she's praying for her immediate family and for her family's salvation. And we are praying for the deeper intimacy with Father. Those aren't things that are even difficult. All one has to do is say yes. So what we pray for for Gretchen is that she accepts the walk in the yes, to say yes, I will, Father, and to truly remind us all that it's that simple, that when we step forward and we say yes, he will be there. What we miss too often is the yes doesn't bring the quick, satiating results of going to buy something at Walmart or Target instead or on Amazon. The yes deals with the fires of Meshach and Bendigo to literally have to walk the fires of refinement to burn out the dross and to help have the silver refines so that you can reforge us as a silversmith. That if we want to be the clay and you be the potter, we have to accept that we have to be the clay and that you will reshape us. And so, Father, let us be that humble to understand as we want a greater anointing with you, a greater relationship with you, we cannot stand next to you with sin in our heart. So it isn't simply a, a prayer of, I want to be closer to you. It should be always a prayer of, Father, show me what I need to do. Refine me in the fires of refinement. And let us be that humble and that courageous to say, allow me to be refined so that I can come closer to you. As we deal with our families, our relationship, our husbands, like with Jenny's prayer today and prayer request, to be equally yoked. This deals with a deeper relationship and the power of the Spirit and the soul ties which we have built. To be equally yoked, we have to break the soul ties of the flesh and rebuild those soul ties through the heart of Jesus. So, Father, the first step would be, are you willing to break that soul tie with your husband as it sits, to reforge that soul tie through the Spirit? And to trust in Jesus that that will be met on equal terms and equal measure. So, Father, these are, again, anchoring to the root of who we are. Too often we begin in a place where our relationships begin in the flesh. And we try to transform our relationships in the spirit without wanting to let go of where we were. We have to break the soul ties and reforge those bonds. We have to have the courage to step into there. We have to have the courage to speak from our heart, but not with vengeance, not with anger, not with frustration, but with the righteousness of love that comes only through the Holy Spirit. So we bless that and pray that into Jenny. That in her whole desire to have her family and everybody come closer to Christ, may her own heart be emboldened with the words of the Holy Spirit. May she... We step into a place of willful refinement into the fires and furnaces of of heaven to be refined and let the dross pull away so that what is spoken is true and true of Holy Spirit to remember again, our words have the power of life and death. And may those words fill others, restore others, lift others, and truly be a profound moment. So we pray for Lorena and who is trying to step into a place of breaking cycles and to be able to distinguish when the enemy attacks, that's clarity and discernment. So Father, we pray for clarity and discernment. And that again gets back to the purity of our relationship with you. We get more clarity and discernment when we step into a place of true anointing, true understanding as you put before us, as you see the world, we see the world. That means we have to let go of ourself. We have to be refined from the sin of obsession, the sin of consumption, the sin of, of short-term pleasure, and be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We go back to the prayer for, for Jenny, who has also had a restoration of her relationship with her daughter, and her daughter has been on medications. And we break those bonds, and we pray into that, and sever those ties of demons that have literally opened portals into her daughter's world. And we surround her with a hedge of protection, and we pray that Jenny and her husband will be able to pray into that and guide her daughter out, because where we separate one from the demons, when they themselves have not accepted Christ, the demons will return sevenfold. But these bonds and chains that are built upon the world where we have literally rejected the throne, we've rejected our relationship with God, we've rejected our relationships with all of you, Father, and we turn instead to pharmacia to solve our problems. All we have done is we've created a soul tie, a deep tie into the spiritual realm to allow the demons to enter into us and to continue the process so that we use more and more of their product and fall farther and farther away from you. So, Father, we pray healing into this daughter and he, massive healing. We pray love and life into her. And we pray love and life into Jenny and her husband, but also the power to bring love and life in Jesus. This is where we ask for your presence, to show your presence to this daughter and to feel that love come through the parents, to let her see and witness the power of of abiding in you, to understand whom we serve. And may that blessing fall upon this family. And for Tiffany, who seeks to raise up a better relationship and be better yoked, and for all of those that are trying to walk in this place now, their families to be better yoked, we have to be able to begin with ourselves. And so Father, we pray that this prayer goes far beyond just these requests here, that we begin by looking ourselves deeply in the mirror, that we look ourselves in the mirror and realize where we're at, that we take the step that is always a courageous step to say, Father, send me, but I will walk through the fires as you need me to. And to understand that He will, and he will He will answer our prayers but to understand that the outcome of things is not as we always expect and to be prepared for those steps, which is ultimately something that stirs within our flesh that makes us afraid because we don't know you. And in so not knowing you, we too often don't trust you. And if we are going to truly trust you, we have to put ourselves into you and say, Father, send me, lead me, guide me, and understand that what that represents in a mighty way is that things will happen in the perfection of your view of the world, that there may be moments of sorrow, but through sorrow, we gain the greater understanding of love. And as we understand the greater power of love, we understand the greater power of your heart and the joy which you can bring into the world. So Father, we are in a time and place where all of these prayers come into a beautiful coalescing of one, which is we pray for a nation. We pray for people across the world to step away from that of the trickster. To step away from the path of the Pied Piper that is promising salvation through material goods, through careers, through titles, through things of this world that mean nothing in heaven. But rather put our focus on the wealth and stores of heaven that we will build by bringing people to Jesus. By spreading the word of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. By using our prayers to lean into healing and having faith that every time we pray, there will be healing in its own form and in its own place. To take our way a concept of time and expectation that somehow if we pray on something, we expect something to happen immediately. And when it doesn't, we tend to find ourselves in questioning or in doubt, to strip our hearts of doubt, but rather to walk truly in the power of faith. And as we walk truly in the power of faith, let us understand that is the sense of love. It is blind. It is dark. Meaning we walk into the darkness where we cannot see. And we place ourselves before you and we say, Father, lead me. And we don't question where it goes, but rather we focus on where we are in the moment and in the true sense and presence of Father, that you, Father, are with us at all times. So as we lean into you in the fullness of that, we don't worry about where you'll lead us because we know where you lead us will be as exactly where you need us to be. And we stop worrying about a future and we start worrying about a present, an active presence in the presence of you. And may that moment and may that thought and may that power of true faith, literally where we step into the darkness and can see nothing around us and nothing ahead of us or behind us, that true sense of faith be so overwhelming to us and our commitment and our love so powerful in you that everything else falls away and we begin to walk there in the true anointings and the callings which you have in our heart. And we say all these things
2: in Christ Jesus' name, amen.
1: Hello, prayer warriors. Magnificent is the tapestry God has woven. A brief backstory to my request. My spirit was very agitated after watching the resistance chicks interview with my neighbors over East Palestine, Waste and Ross integration. That's the tailors, by the way. My husband and I went for a walk and he waved at a passing car. He said it was Ted from the public hearing. We walked to Ted's house and met his family. He is a Vietnam vet working is is a Vietnam vet with working experience in chemicals. He has testified to the cancer and MS in five families near him and how Eaton is not a uh, is not in a biodome. Today uh, Ted has written letters to the editor and shared tactics for approaching this in a, at a community level. At the end of his visit, Ted said, "We are the ch- what are the chances that I retired a handyman and your husband is a handyman? My wife is a retired oncology nurse and you are a retired nurse? Then I replied, not a chance, Ted. It is a divine appointment. Kevin and I were with Ted when the doctor's office reported a spot on his lung they were concerned about. Ted has procured has a procedure scheduled for 8 January to cut away a wedge. A group of us... Prayed over Ted before the board of elections meeting. He needs Jesus, deliverance from fear, and healing in his mind, body, spirit, and emotions. He is fully jabbed and is considering it may be a bioweapon. Also pray for Ted's wife, Sally. She had back surgery with hardware about a month ago and still needs assistance. Their daughter, Mandy, lives with them and is battling breast cancer. Please continue to pray for revelation on this on the topos and the cover. Everyone standing in this fight because every family is under a spiritual attack. Thank you, Christine and Kevin Taylor. Father, it's going to pray into this relationship of Ted and his wife and his daughter, and this is just an example of what. And this shows up as a generational curse. These generational curses are ones that begin that the ills of the father and the mother go to the daughter. And so we're seeing this corruption in health, which is rooted always through the same root, which is that of this world and the things of this world that are truly not about helping us, but about destroying us, especially when run by pharma or military industrial complex. So Father, we just have to, we're going to pray into Ted's heart today. We're praying life into Ted's heart. We're praying restoration into Ted's heart. And we're praying for an awakening in Ted's heart that sees Jesus. The Taylors are a, are a powerful couple. They've been fighting East Palestine to wake this up. They've been using prayer as their weapon. And Father, we pray for an anointing that we will join in their own prayers for the healing. The healing of a region, the stopping of Ross Environmental, the continuing of, of healing the neighbors, and to praying healing. And we pray an anointing upon the Taylors today. A powerful anointing an anointing of miracle healing. Let their hearts be filled with the power of Holy Spirit in such that as they pray, and as even if they need prayer request, that we're able to pray with them, to lift them up, and to have people witness the power of the living God. Ted being one, let his pray into his healing. He's a Vietnam vet. He gave himself there. He has fears. He has things that are there from a war that was insidious in nature. So we pray into Ted. And we pray into Ted, into the healing of his heart at the very root. And we pray into full restoration of his body. And then we pray a cleansing of the Holy Spirit through his body from head to toe and toe to head. And we pray that anything he took within his body from the injection, that jab is cleansed and purified. And may that awareness fall upon him that he come to Holy Spirit and fall before his before Jesus our King and seek repentance as a father as a leader in his family, and that repentance be one that he understands, echoes not into only in his own heart, but breaks the generational curses that pass to his wife and his daughter. We pray healing for his wife that has had surgery and the restoration of her back—a painless free, a painless, painless event—and whether these devices, this this, the, the mechanics and the in the equipment that's been put within her, whether it is. a rest- it left or the, or as by your hand, it is removed by the power of Holy Spirit and healing. Let the body be restored to the fullness of operation pain-free. And for the daughter who deals with sickness, may she be fully restored. And may all this be a revival of the love of Jesus within the family. We are praying life into this family. We are praying restoration of the power of kingdom into this family. And as this, we also pray power of healing across this land in East Palestine. We pray a powerful anointing upon the tailors and continue their work. And we pray in unison with them to lift this region up, to heal it, to restore it, and to make this region be the overcoming region that shakes the world. May this be one of the battles, battle, this ground zero fights, a fight where the tailors led by others in prayer truly become the chosen to stand in the gap right now. And as a nation, we heal this nation, this place together to lift them up and to overcome the most of evil to see people restored, to see land restored, to see water restored, to see air purified. And we pray into all of this, the mightiness of of kingdom. We declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. We declare these things in the blood of Jesus. As the victory was given to us on the cross, and we raise our hands and we say, amen, send us in prayer as we pray into this, as as the Holy Spirit then flows through this land and heals it. And above all, Father, we pray life. This is a fight of the spirit of death versus the spirit of life. And we pray life and we pray life as the sons and daughters of the most high, as the priests and, and princes of this time, we pray life for we have been given dominion and control over all evil. And so we cast that out and we rebuke it. We break the chains and the bonds and the roots in which it was built. We tear them up from the ground of this evil and we uproot them and we cast them to the feet of Jesus to be cast into the lake of fire. And instead, we feel and pray a powerful, overwhelming flow of life across this land to expunge that which was dark and evil, expunge that which was poisonous and intended to harm, and replace that with the power of the, of the Holy Spirit and the power of life. And we say all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, all. Asking for prayers for my friend's son, who is five, Jordy. Jordy was born with stage three kidney disease. At Jordy's 20-week ultrasound, they discovered Jordy had a blockage in his urethral valve. From what I understand, the first doctor we saw regarding the issue, the doctor told the family that Jordy would need a bladder tap to determine what uh, what his kidney function was like. While doing the bladder tap, the doctor ruptured his bladder, almost killing him in the womb. The next doctor they saw explained to them that if the bladder was never ruptured, he would have been eligible for surgery to remove the blockage of the urethral valves, resolving the issue. To this day, he deals with urine reflux, which makes him susceptible to bladder kidney infections. When he gets bladder infection, he gets very sick very easily that result in high fevers, hallucinations, pain, and confusion. He currently has another infection and needs prayer warriors. I don't know what what caused this in the womb, but I pray he is covered in the blood of Jesus, and that um, and the Lord delivers him from the diseases. Lord, I just pray for miraculous healing over his life, and that you use his testimony to bring others to Christ. I pray he lives in your freedom today, and by your your strips, by your stripes, he is healed. Amen. Thank you all for God. Thank you all, and God bless. Victoria Helming. Father, this is a prayer for a little one, a little one that has fallen victim to the hands of the of the torturers of this world. Father, it's just unbelievable as we begin this prayer to this is testimony of the arrogance that exists within the hospital community, that they always think that they can manipulate and do things mechanically, which you do in perfection. Whatever was the cause of this root problem we go to that cause and we go into the spirit and we pray against it in for Jordy, And we pray against that cause of the origin of this, whatever that imperfection was. And in the true sense of time healing, as we walk that with Jesus, we undo that. And whatever that bond is, that tie is, that, that spiritual corruption, we sever that and we pray love and life into that from the very inception of this child to now Bring that forward, and we ask Jesus hold this baby in His arms as we now walk into the into the five year old's life, Jordy. And now we pray for healing, a miraculous healing upon His body, in this very moment in time, Father. As we pray deep into the into the Spirit, and we pray deep into Jordy, we pray for restore it, restoration of a body. To pray restoration into the power of Jordy's body, that this infection that he's dealing with, this rupture of bladder, all of these things are miraculous healed healed. And we declare this in the name of Jesus. And Jesus as you've healed this this infant in its fetal sense and created a perfect fetus to come into the world. We ask now that you place this fetus within the body of Jordan of five years. The restored fetus from the origin brought into his body and soul, integrated back into him in a full sense that now he is healed and fulfilled and restored to the fullness of health as he's intended to be. We rebuke any of the demonic ties to him that may be or intended or unintended, and we rebuke any influences around him that are speaking death or influencing death and, and sickness around him. And instead, we fill that and flood him with the power of life and restoration, and we breathe life into his heart. We breathe life into his body. We breathe less restoration to his body. We rebuke any sickness and illnesses with him, and we pray pray perfection within the body as God intended. The infection is cast out. The body is restored. And we lift him up in the holy name of Jesus. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is really hard for me. I would like prayer for my cousin Debbie and her family. Her ex-husband was caught molesting one of her daughters. Oh boy, here we go. He was violently killed in a motorcycle accident six years ago. They had 11 children and all homeschooled. The father went to the to prison for 2 years so the daughter wouldn't have to reveal it to relive it. Okay, I've got to read this again. This is her ex-husband was caught molesting one of their two of her daughters. He he was violently killed in a motorcycle accident 6 years ago. They had 11 children, all homeschooled. The father went to prison for 2 years so the daughter wouldn't have to relive it. Most of the children think that the father was a saint, except the daughter, even though she, he repented, there are still scars in the family and they think that he is a saint. Okay, hang on just a second. A on a second. I'll be right back. I'm going to put some music on. I got to deal with a little noise problem outside. So bear with me just a second.
0: My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right To her I would say, I wanna give back the
1: Okay, we're back. An excited bunch of young boys right outside the studio door this morning that wanted to build a castle, which is making it a little bit hard when we're doing prayers. (laughs) So we just got to encourage the relocation of the construction project into the living room, which I think we're going to be okay with now. All right. But they're excited. So anyway, all right. So we're moving on. Let's go through this prayer again. I'm sorry to reread this, but it's just, I'm tr- it's a little bit confusing to follow it. And I'm trying to get it clear so we know how we're going to pray on it. Okay, so again, this is really hard for me. I, I would like to prayer for my cousin Debbie and her family. Her ex-husband was caught molesting one of her daughters. Okay, so there we go. Now, he was violently killed in a motorcycle accident six years ago. They had 11 children, all homeschooled. The father went to prison for two years so the daughter wouldn't have to relive it. Most of the children think that their father was a saint, except the daughter, even though he repented. There are still scars in the family, and they think that he is a saint. One of her sons just married a witch. I'm not kidding. She thinks she is Cindy the Good Witch. Debbie has been fighting for her life because of her blood disease blood, multiple melanoma. Her family is a mess. Debbie believes in Jesus. Her oldest son that married the witch has two children and one of them dresses like a boy. Please pray for her. Thank you so much for your prayers, Kathy. You know, part of this prayer is amazing because it is so clear where the whole problem is. We begin with a violation of a father molesting a child. That damage creates an entry point and creates the opening for more curses to follow that family. The son marries a witch, not unexpected. And what happens? The children start cross-dressing. This is an entire demonic attack on this family. And it's been completely opened up through one act of horrific action, which the father himself, though he repented, the unfortunate part is that they weren't able to do the deliverance with him on the family to free them of these burdens and curses. So we're gonna try to do this here. And I believe we truly can. This is, here we go. Father, we have come to you today for this family. A a cousin of Kathy, his name is Debbie and her family. And this family has been cursed with some very horrific events to begin with molestation of a father to a daughter. And so Father, we begin with that prayer here to heal that wound this is a wound down that is not easily healed because this is a wound of a father that's no longer here. He's passed away and there's no way to engage directly with him. So father, we're going to be engaging here in such a profound way that we're now engaging in the spirit and we're engaging the spirit as we're led here to pray into the daughter that was molested and to pray healing and life into her and to break that bond and soul tie that was established, which is ultimately a portal for evil. So Father, as we pray into that, we're also praying, Jesus, that you'll make your presence here and to take that child in your arms as it was before the molestation and to carry that child in its perfection through the timeline with us to heal her and restore her. And as we pray life into the into the daughter now and restore her heart and, and heal that wound, Jesus, we just ask that you'll place that healed child back into her to restore that and to remove those memories of burden that are upon her. For the demonic that sit around here, and there is demonic lurking, we rebuke it, and we place a hedge of protection around this family, and we sever the ties, and through the mother, we pray a powerful rising up of Jesus within you, a powerful restorative healing within you, and to now we break the chains and ties that are around you, a curse that has been put upon you by your ex-husband, and we break those ties, and Debbie, you need to speak into this world that I, I come out of agreement with my ex-husband. I, I break the soul ties with my ex-husband. And you need to speak life into your family. And you, Debbie, as you speak life into yourself and we pray life into you, you need to speak life into your children. You need to speak life and you need to rid yourself of the burden. And there it is. You're carrying a burden, on your a guilt on your heart. This was not your doing. And you have to let that go. You have to take that to Jesus and ask for forgiveness and to lift up your heart and to restore your heart. In a powerful way to understand that you, Debbie, are not the we're not the perpetrator of this, but now you can be the healer of this for your family. So breathe life into your family. Forgive yourself. As Jesus forgives you, forgive yourself. And those are the hardest words to do in this very moment. I forgive myself with the words you need to speak and speak those before Jesus. And in so doing, let the power of love fill you and fill your family and the ailments that you're bur- burdening be cleansed from your body. For we rebuke any of those that are coming through the, at the entry you're giving them. You're allowing demonic to enter in from your own guilt. Rebuke it. Forgive yourself. For there we break the chains and bonds that are tied, that are allowing the demonic in. And we rebuke them and bind them and, and place them at the feet of Jesus. And we place, pray a power of Holy Spirit refining upon you to refine out all of the dross and to make your silver perfect again for Father to reforge and re cleanse. For you now have to step up into that mightiness of motherhood in the family in a most difficult hour but they need you, and God trusts you, and our prayers are here with you. For your son is married a witch. We pray for the power of Jesus to settle into his heart and to understand that what's happened here is this is a demonic curse that's now settled upon his children, and this comes from the root of the father that molested the child. So, Father, we pray a restoration in this family, and we pray a soul tie that is severed between the injury the injury of the molestation. The soul tie is the the molestation. We break that soul tie. And in this place, we pray the Holy Spirit floods in and fills the son, the father of the family, with the power of, of Holy Spirit, to now stand in the gap over his children and his family and declare Jesus over his family to see clearly the path ahead. And in so breathing this in and breathing the power of restoration within this, we also pray that his wife, in the darkness that she walks, there is no good witch, There's only one walk, and that's the walk of accepting Christ. So Jesus, we just ask that you make your presence known as part of this healing to allow them to witness the power of the living God, the power of the God who sacrificed and gave us all, and truly to have an understanding of what the blood on the cross represents. And in doing this, Jesus, we just pray in the power of healing in this family to have witness and bear witness to your presence. And to leave really with no choice. Everyone has a choice. But when we witness the power of the living God, there is always one choice. We know whom we serve. And let your presence be known to the son and to the mother. And that to cast out that demonic presence of the witchcraft. And to sever the ties that are now pouring into the children. And to rebuke the demons that have surrounded the children. And Father, we place a hedge of protection around the children that are now being influenced to flip their gender. This is purely demonic. And for the demons that are there, we now face off with you and you understand that we are here in presence in the name of the Lord. And we speak the name of Jesus over this family. We speak the name of Jesus into you and we speak the name of Jesus and we rebuke you. And you can laugh and dance, but there is a, you know very much the penalty for what it is to linger upon this family when you are told to leave. There is no place here. You are cast off. You are cast off and cast into the lake of fire. Remove yourself from this family. Be let this family be, for this family is now protected by a hedge of protection, and the family declared as a property and part and parcel of God, the kingdom of the Most High. You have no authority here. Your authorities are rebuked and broken, and the family is set free. And so, Father, as we pray into this family as a whole, we lift them up in the glory of kingdom. We lift them up as mighty warriors to stand around them. And we pray, Father, for healing angels to be dispatched to them. And we pray, Father, for your permission to bring war angels to set perimeter around them to keep the demons away and to let the power of Holy Spirit flow through them and lift them up to heal them, restore them, and turn their eyes to Christ. And with us to set themselves free from these dark spirits and seek to corrupt them, flip their gender, corrupt their hearts, poison them as a family. We pray health. We pray healing. We pray restoration. We pray the love of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Amen. Almighty God. I bring petition of prayer to you, to you, Jesus, as the tribe of Bars nations gathering during episode twenty-seven, fourteen. Stephen produced, spoke of three warriors in the body of Christ, where were on a mission. As two exposed themselves so that the warrior number three could complete their mission. Warrior number one, number two receives some, some lead. Warrior number one knelt beside him in prayer. The. Glory of God, answer with healing, with the heel to toe. Toe to head, and the the three warriors return to the camp, praising God for praising the dead in the body of Christ. None shall be lost by saying yes, as one, as one, as one, walking in the supernatural power, honor, protection, and blessing as we follow the unbreakable eternal triune, God doing his will on earth as it is in heaven, as we rescue, heal, restore this nation. Amen, Philip. So Father, we just pray a blessing upon this this nation, Barge Nation. We pray a blessing upon all those that are touched by the word that Stephen brought, Stephen Prouse, And we just pray that this power of the, of the Holy Spirit be raised up in such a powerful way that it inspires the warrior heart of Christ within many. So, Father, we just pray ultimately that the words rescue, heal, and restore settle in as an anointing upon each person that is called in this hour to understand that our mission is greater than we've ever imagined, that we are part of the greatest rescue mission in the history of humankind. And so, Father, we pray into this moment to empower those that are called, to give them the, the, the courage to step in and to reach and ask for the anointings which they most desire. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please pray for my family. Killers got my elder parents jabbed. My dad passed on 20, 27, 2023. My mom's in bad shape. My 46-year-old, one-time J&J jabbed daughter, corrections officer for 25 years, now totally disabled, about, uh, about died last spring. Give credit to Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Maday, Resistance Chicks, and Dr. Chuck Thurston, and Coach Dave Um, in the huddle team for helping pull her through with protocols and healing prayers, rebuking Satan at the Medical and Truth Conference, Milford, Ohio. I will forever be be beholding to those brave people and, of course, Scott Kesterson for all the many hours of useful podcasts filled with information to help fight these evil demons. God bless my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the way of truth. Life, Janice. This is the hardest part of this walk that we're in right now, is witnessing and experiencing by virtue of being associated with people or people firsthand, the death of people around us. Death is at an unprecedented level. And we know that it's all caused by the jab. And they've done it in such a way that makes it very difficult to try to prove that it's of the jab. That's the evil way of these people. And so we have to continue to press forward in a way and continue to overcome this by the power of prayer. Right now, we're going to pray. We cannot undo the damage done by the dead who passed away in 1023, but we can pray into the restoration of life of the daughter, and we can pray to have a raising, essentially, of the dead of somebody who has now been mortally wounded by this jab. So, Father God, we pray, one, for Janice in her heart to heal her, to restore her, and to give her the healing to release the pain, that we also pray a blessing upon her that she continues to walk in the greatness of faith in such an amazing hour, in such an amazing challenge before her when the enemy lurks and tries to to rape, pillage, and destroy. Father, we come to you today, humbly before the throne, and we pray life into her 46-year-old daughter, a daughter that has been injured and wounded deeply by the J&J jab. So, Father, as we pray life into her, we pray restoration in life, that her body will be cleansed of this poison, that the consequences of this jab will be restored. And so, Jesus, we just ask that you'll join us as we step back into this timeline. We go before that which was of the jab, and we pray with her there. In a moment in time, we pray for a decision not to be made and to now create a separate choice to heal that wound of the choice of fear that was made and to take the fear out of this moment. Father, we pray a repenting heart upon her, that in this moment and hour where so much is faced as a consequence of following and abiding by that which was pure evil and being deluded to believe that it was good. We pray a forgiveness over the heart and the decision of this, of this woman, and we pray restoration into her heart in a miraculous way. Father, we are asking for a miracle of the living God to restore her in this hour, to give testimony to the world that the medical industry cannot overcome what you can. The medical industry that creates the problem, you can always overcome. And so, Father, we pray miracle healing upon this daughter, a restoration from body to soul, a restoration from head to toe and toe to head, a restoration completely of everything she is. And may this restoration be so profound, so present, so alive with the Holy Spirit that literally as we walk out of this, the first drive is to seek the word and seek a deeper relationship with Christ, to become a voice in this world of overcoming that which seems impossible. Father, you are the miracle God evases the impossible and makes the possible happen. So, Father, we pray now more mightily than ever that the power of kingdom, the power of our prayers, flow into the daughter, in Janice's daughter, to restore her, to lift her, to heal her completely from toe to head and head to toe, and to bring her back to the beauty and glory that she was designed to be in this world. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please pray for our journey to save our children. Please, I can't do this myself, also looking out for a board of directors. I would love someone from Bard's family to Gino, Website below with the mission we have been given, Operation Guardian Haven. First correction I'm going to make, I'm just going to speak into this prayer request. Gino. If you've taken this mission on and you feel that you're carrying the burden of all the children on your shoulders, you've misunderstood the word of God. It is not for all of one of us to save all of them, it is for us to each do our share, whether it's with one or many. So, the one thing to always keep in mind is the lesson of David. And we have to be careful here because as we try to build things, we try to build things big and mighty. Sometimes God doesn't want a temple, he just wants a tent. So we have to remember here very clearly that in this moment in time, we have to listen purely to the word of God. I make no suggestion that this is the case, but I do know when people say things like, I can't do this myself. We've built something that may be bigger than God intended us to build. We have to be able to manage what we have with what God gives us and the resources which we have and to do so well. We love to please him. We seek to please him. But like I said, God doesn't always want a temple. He just wants us to step Mm -hmm. in and do the job which we so must do in this hour. And that doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean building a big organization. It often means just building the truth and the passion of our heart to bring it into the world. So continuing Operation Guardian Angel. Operation Guardian Angel aims to establish a comprehensive program that will serve as sanctuary for those courageous survivors, providing them with the support and care they need to rebuild their lives. By combining therapeutic services, safe housing, nutritious meals, and spiritual guidance rooted in Christ's love, we seek to create an environment that fosters healing, growth, and renewed hope. Our impact at Operation Guardian Haven, we believe that the transformative power of faith and spiritual guidance can profoundly impact the lives of young survivors. With your support, we will offer spiritual mentoring, Bible study sessions, and loving Christ-centered community that will help them find strength, hope, and the sense of pure purpose. Gino here's what I'm going to say about this right away as I'm reading through this Holy Spirit's pouring into this. Start with one. It isn't about building a massive thing. We've been talking about the Bard School for some time. Bard School's not completed yet. And I've just prayed into this, and even Operation Vineyard, I've told you very clearly, I've been praying into this. We have a framework, rescue, heal, dis- restore. And I have a vision God gave me, which is immense. It's beyond what any one person can do. But I also know that God will do that. He will give us tremendous visions of where we can go, but we have to use lean into the wisdom he also gives us of where to begin. I hear a big thrust here, but I ask the question, and I don't have the answer, but I ask the question. Okay. How many children have you done this with? And have you done it with just one? Because even just having Bible study with a child and even having just an ability to love on a child doesn't cost anything, but it's where it begins. And it's that sort of power of simplicity that God brings in our hearts that we don't have to build the temples. Sometimes we just need a tent. So Father God, we just pray into Degino and we just pray into this uh, an anointing of clarity to understand what the true mission is of this Operation Guardian Haven. And while it is it is a beautiful vision and one we support in principle, the question that we ask and pray into is clarity for the heart of where the first steps are. To build something big out of the gate can be burdensome. And in the process, what I keep hearing and I'm so concerned with in this prayer is, as we build too big, the children become victimized. So Father, we pray into this and in with this, Spirit speaks wisdom here. It's very important. When the organization becomes too big, too quickly, we focus on the administration and we cease to focus on God. Put our heart back to God in all things. Restore that relationship and vision in the most minute steps. And so, Father, we pray for a clarity and a simplicity in this moment to unburden the heart of DeGena and to lift up a clarity of where to begin in the most simple of steps. That this is not about building a temple, but about building a tent. And to listen to your heart, not ours. This isn't that our heart is corrupted, it's that we seek too often to do greater than we should because we're trying to please you when you're, it's not when you're asking of us. You're simply asking us to obey. So, Father, we pray into this an obedience of your heart and a clarity and that whatever is needed to fulfill that in terms of resources or in terms of the clarity of steps, in terms of scaling, whether it's to scale up or scale down, that these things become inordinately clear and that what is should be a passion of the heart does not become a burden to walk with. To heal children, we have to have the heart of a child. We have to find the purity and simplicity of what that is to heal a child with the pure love of kingdom. So word for Dejanu, go to 1 John 3 and 4 and go to 1 Corinthians 13. Read those, embrace those, absorb those, and in so doing, be fulfilled by those in the most amazing way to understand that even saving one child is mighty in kingdom. That while it's great and noble to want to save them all, it's not realistic. And God's not asking that. And that is clear. There's no question there. God is asking you to take a step and each step to do the step accordance with his will. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. There's nothing worse than starting an initiative and then it just raising up, especially if you're raising money, raising up and then having it die off. So I'm just gonna pass some wisdom onto you in a greater level. You all know very well that I seldom ever ask for donations. We're heading into a season where I will be asking for donations. It's gonna start very soon. And it's donations of your heart to drive an expansion of the ministry that now has substantial resource investing so we can take things to the next level. Whether it's the property of the 80 acres where we're building out to create a healing center and deliverance, particularly targeted towards special operators, or whether it's the Bards Nation School, or whether it's a property in Montana, or whether it's the uh, the acquisition of the property in Flemingsburg. All of these are going to be part of building Bards Nation Ministry Centers of Deliverance, Healing, and Restoration to literally rescue, heal, and restore. And part of that is to open up the floodgates of people being able to give in the many ways that they can, not just dollars. Sometimes that's resources, sometimes that's prayers, whatever that is. But I say this with a bit of wisdom because I've done this a while and I understand the excitement of starting something but please hear this because this isn't just me speaking. This is wisdom that Godfather has given to me, and I've learned the hard way. When we come out of the gate running too hard and we don't understand the magnitude of what we're building and we start to get money involved and people involved, we end up burning a bridge rather than building one. Start with what we have. Simple. My first podcast, my first stepping into audio engineering, I had a $22 mic. That's all I could afford. And when I went from there, that grew to something greater. And God provided those resources. I didn't have to. And this grew to a podcast now that's literally in 100, in 100 nations. That's God. And I'm not sitting here in any way putting myself on a pedestal. But I know one thing about this. I could never have done this on my own. And I could not have done it to the level it is had I designed it. God led it. So in all of our passions to save children, to do the right thing, to save a nation... The greatest effect is to do, is to focus on the one, not to 99. And as we do that and we start to focus in on where God guides us, great things will come from that, but we have to begin where much is given, much is asked, but to get to those higher levels of anointing, we have to go through to demonstrate that we can steward. And that's a true statement. So this is no in no way a rebuke of, of what we've just prayed on, but rather a sense of wisdom that Holy Spirit has put on me over time. So as we walk in the yes, and you want to walk in the yes, be prepared. God will pour upon our hearts great visions. But there has to be a point of management and wisdom that comes with that, and we have to seek him. Because if he shows us something great, like this is what you can do. God gave me a vision for this county that I'm in that was in 2019, a vision of incredible re- restoration of this county. And I literally said at that time, how is this going to be possible? That's like a $500 million to $1 billion initiative but I've never stopped pursuing the little things before him. And I'm beginning to watch pieces of that vision come to play. I don't know how he's going to maneuver it. I knew I couldn't do it on my own, but we have to have our faith. Okay, next. I'm a caretaker to my 87-year-old mom who has dementia. We lost my dad two months ago. Please keep my family in your prayers. Kenny K1. Mm -hmm. This is a, always a tough one. We, if you're taking care of your parents, I am at some point. This is going to, like, quite possibly be a path. So, Father, we just pray healing into Jenny K's 87 year old mom, and we pray restoration. This dementia and Alzheimer's are horrible diseases that literally watch. We watch the person that we knew transform into something else, and so, Father, we're praying restoration of life in the mind, in the body, the spirit, the soul, into Jenny K's mom. And we declare this in the name of Jesus, that that this mother that is now suffering through these elements of dementia can literally be separated from those consequences and be restored to the fullness and breadth of cognitive capacity to enjoy to her very last days the presence of her daughter taking care of her. What a blessing that is. And so, Father, we also pray a blessing upon Jenny K. For stepping into the place that so few dare to walk these days, to taking the responsibility to bring the fullness, the cycle of life, full circle, to where the parents that once took care of us now become we now take care of them. And may that blessing fall upon her in many, many times over. Sevenfold may be returned. So, Father, we also pray in some just some general wisdom, and this is for Jenny Kay, to hear and to to consider. Carnivore diet is very important in cleansing the body of the poisons and pollutants that can have a positive effect on dementia. I'm not a doctor, but these are things that are, if you study, you'll find. Equally, Dr. Lee Merritt's protocols for parasites are very important to try to clear the parasitic relationships out of the body. Will this restore your mother in the in the physical? I have no idea. But it's things worth considering in all of this. It always comes out in our our in my prayers as Holy Spirit nudges me. We are about restoring. And rescuing. So pray into these things and see if they are if you're so led. And we raise up Jenny Kay, and we raise up her mother in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Most High Father, God, Father, thank you for doing what you are doing in the hearts of Bard's nation, prayer warriors. Christ Jesus, I bring a petition of prayer to the footstool of the throne. We come with repentance and humility in our hearts. Holy Ghost, guide my pen and find its words as we put on the full armor of God and accept the new levels and the new authorities in the spiritual battles as your remnant army, guided by the unbreakable, eternal, tri- triune, good creator and heaven of earth, lifting up a force of great-grandmothers, grandmothers, mothers, sisters, and young ladies. See the fierce soldiers trained in the arts of spiritual AI warfare, eliminating Al- Aladdin and One of, uh, as one, as one, as one, bringing people together in Jesus' holy name, coordinating under the flag of the most high God. Hell cannot stop prayer from reaching the heaven of heavens. Holy Ghost, thank you for consuming us in the new era, proclaiming victory like an electrical, acoustical vibration, pulse weapon, completely invisible to demons, connected in prayer, impenetrable by Satan and the hidden technology that that, uh, they, that, and they know then they know it. Man of God, woman of God, Bard's nation, we proclaim victory over the all the influence in our family of origin in this last generation. We proclaim victory over the cleansing water and the air in the last generation. We now reclaim our land in Jesus' name with kingdom authority of this nation. This distractor, the deceiver, the destroyer, if he is for he is a liar and a murderer from the beginning. Uh, this will not stand in the court of heaven. Mars Nation, family, Happy New Year. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Amen, 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 Philip. So Father God, we, we enter into the new year and we've started with quite a shot across the bow with a letter of 231. We just pray that that momentum that is carried will lift up the many. And that the hearts of the few that are now the remnant that are praying so hard and walking truly in the power of the Most High will be able to be the example for those to look at, to raise up, and to claim that they want to walk in that same place, the place of the anointing of you, Father. Father, we ask that the hearts of those that are seeking you be be lifted and be freed more deeply than ever before, that our relationship with you become more pure, that our willingness to step into the fires of refinement become more intense. And that in so doing, that we receive those mantles that are necessary to fight this war most mindedly in the spirit. That we receive the new gifts and weapons of spiritual warfare, clearly downloaded by us by, to the Holy Spirit. That allows us the anointing to walk into the spirit and to, to literally tear down fortresses and break strongholds. And in a mighty way to wage war in the spirit that will then free that of the flesh. Father, we say these things in the mightiness of kingdom, that as we step into this world, walking in with, with the authority, with fearlessness in our heart, that we now face an enemy without any concern. For the enemy has nothing to give us, anything to, to only to deceive us, and let that deception be cast aside. And the enemy uses the fear of the people to rape, pillage, and destroy, to cause harm and pain, and to echo that across generations. So, Father, we stand in that gap. And we break those those echoes. We stop that ripple, and we stand mightily against it. And we say, "This will be no more," for we now stand in a place where we stop the echoes of pain across generation. We break the bonds of the soul ties brought us by generation. We tear apart the root of their their perpetual pain and destruction of youth and children and infants. And we stand now and we breathe life into a nation. We breathe life into a world as we stand mightily as if we stand upon the mountain with Moses, our arms raised, and we speak and we breathe life into a world. We breathe life into a world and we say, restore, and we heal them and rescue them. And we rescue this world and raise them up in the mightiness to hear the power of Holy Spirit speak into every heart. And in every heart now quakes and the shakes. And as it looks somewhat in bewilderment to what is just said, it knows intuitively where to seek. It seeks the word within scripture. It breaks the generational ties. It breaks the traumatic programming. We break all of this now and we let the words resonate in. We let the voice of Jesus hit and we let the power of Holy Spirit flow. And a world now that is caught still in the deep trap of the powers and manipulators of the puppet masters now finds itself beginning to question and look up more mightily to you, Father. And those puppet masters that are now scrambling to keep control, we continue to sever their ties of control. We power—we powerfully pray into their fortresses in heaven, in, not into heaven, but in the spiritual realms. And as we do, we shatter their fortress walls. And they feel the pressing, crushing power of the children of the Most High, the sons of God, stepping in now to say this will be no more. For we are proclaiming our authority in this world as the priests and the princes to declare authority over all evil and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, Sister Nana Nikki. I hope all is well with you and your family. Prayer request for Jesus and coffee. Heavenly Father God, please, peace I leave with you, peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let, let it be fearful. John 14, 27. Passage number two, for God has so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but but have eternal life. John 3.16. Father God, I am praying for Mr. A, a Marine Corps Vietnam vet. Mr. A is, is fighting a battle with the diagnosis, ALS, aka Lou Gehrig's disease. Mr. A is a man of God. He has a beautiful family. Mr. A served in the Marine Corps, exposed to Agent Orange, and as a police officer in L.A. He ran in 50-plus marathons and managed his own two very successful businesses. Mr. A and I appreciated Bart's family and fellowship praying for him in early September 2023. Mr. A's physical condition was declining at the time. I shared the prayer with Mr. A. He was deeply touched. Father God, you know Mr. A was recently admitted to Nevada State Veterans Home, and Mr. A is family Mr. A is family to many in our department, physical medicine and rehab. We have been working with him for two to three years. Father God, I am earnestly praying for Mr. A. I know you will lift him up as the battles his physical challenges. He will not be afraid of the unknown. Father God, I know you will touch Mr. A with your healing hands. You will give him strength and comfort. Father God, I pray you give Mr. A a courage underneath your Almighty wings. God, you are the Father, healer, and friend. Through the sufferings of Christ, our King and Savior, we can make we can ask for restoration. God, we know Mr. A, the Son of the Almighty, will dwell within your embrace, for that we are forever grateful. In Jesus Christ's name our King. Amen. Ekmak. First of all, I just want to say that ECMAC brings these prayers in regularly, and it's beautiful considering where ECMAC works, physical medicine and rehab. If we had entire segments in hospitals and VAs that put as much emphasis into prayer and healing as ECMAC does, we'd have a whole different situation going on. So let's pray for Mr. A. We did pray for him before. So, Father God, we bring to you today a petition to the courts of Of heaven and to your throne for a restorative and miraculous healing for Mr A. A person who has dedicated his life to family, who has served his nation whether in a war was unjust, but nonetheless gave himself and was exposed to the horrors of that war and left with the consequences of evil. Father, we purge his body of any of that pollutant that's in there, and we pray restoration and life within his body, mind, soul, and spirit. And Father, we lift him up in the mightiness of our prayers, and we ask for the blood of Jesus to coat him. And Father, we declare healing over him like we declare healing over all dominion of evil. And we breathe life into him and we breathe restoration into him and we breathe Holy Spirit through him. And so Father, as he sits now in this time in new care, we breathe a miracle into him, a miracle that only you can deliver. And we ask and declare a miracle of the living God upon him. And we we speak these things in the name of Jesus. That before all that he be witnessed, this man can be totally overcome from those things that they say cannot be overcome. That we cast away and break any of the death curses spoken around him, the things of terminating life, but rather lift him up in the power of prayer and the holiness of all that's there for him to hear within our words, you have the power of life. Pick up your crate and walk. Be that man that did 50-plus marathons. Be that man that served in the most horrific of wars and overcame. And now in this hour, understand that God is with you, our prayers are with you, and a miracle healing is upon you. Pick up your crate and walk. And so we pray healing over this man, a mighty warrior in the heart, a a warrior that we need once again, a warrior we need to now walk a different fight and to live a different fight, to demonstrate the victory from from a different enemy. A victory that now steps up and says, I shall overcome until my last breath, that I shall walk mightily within this world, not be incapacitated to or limited by the past of things that the demons wanted me to believe. But rather now, a restoration of the heart in a mighty way that lifts him up in such a powerful way that he becomes an example for others to see and say, how did you do this? And he says, through God, through my belief in Jesus and through the power of Holy Spirit. So lift him up, Father, in this mighty hour. That he may be an example of restoration and a matter of healing in such a profound way that he lifts others and encourages others to find their way to Christ. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Praise God and thank you for praying. After six weeks of diarrhea from unknown sources, Cliff has been healed. Finally, a PA headed to the research Cliff's wife presented from New Zealand and another country that listed diarrhea as the side effect to the cardiac med he was taking. It is not listed in the U.S. inserts. Please continue to pray pray for his heart rhythms to be normal. Christine Taylor. So, Father, we just pray that the... the weapons of war that they use so well, that of pharmakia, be broken, and any of the side effects that were within Cliff be cast out, and that the power of Holy Spirit becomes the sole healer within his body. At this moment, become one as he is healing to restore his body, to lift him up, and to truly restore him to the power and glory of kingdom. Let the true physician be make itself presence, that of Jesus, to lay his hands upon him and show his presence. And Jesus, we ask that you'll make your presence known to Cliff that he does not need the meds, but rather he needs a deeper faith in you. So we pray for deeper faith. We pray for restoration, and we pray life in the cliff's heart, and life in the cliff's body, and life in the cliff's soul and mind. We lift him up in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Last one, I think. I I have some notes I'll check after this. Please pray for Tina. She needs medical intervention now. Thank you, Kilted Patriot. Okay, I don't know who Tina is or what But Father, you know what the medical intervention is. So, Father, we just pray into Tina. We just pray the power of Holy Spirit into Tina. And we pray a restoration of life and and the power of Holy Spirit to flow through. And Father, you know what these needs are. So this ends up being kind of like an unspoken. But at the same time, we can lift them up in the prayer for the glory of healing and the power of Holy Spirit to flow through. And Jesus always ask yourself Ask that you'll make yourself presence with Tina so that wherever she is, she'll find herself in a deeper and more loving relationship with you than ever before, and to truly understand whom she serves in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so as I check here. Okay. We do have one. This came from. we came because comes from a military group, Lieutenant Colonel Rob Pike. Drill weekend here. One of our MX troops, early 30s, oh, here we go, went into the hospital after reporting to our clinic feeling dizzy. Gave him an EKG, and now he is in the hospital due to AFib. Request prayers from him. Hard not to think what we are all thinking. This isn't normal and practically unheard of just a few years ago, and now seems relatively common. We know what this is. This is the evil jab. It's what this whole thing was, what we started with today. Why this letter was written of the, of the 231. Okay. Father God, we are praying into this soldier who was forced to take an injection to maintain his commitment to nation. An unspoken evil that, is, an evil that is beyond words. So Father, as we pray life into this soldier, we pray life and restoration and we lift our hands up and we pray for a healing, a miraculous healing of the heart. So Father, whenever this injection is done, we, we pray life into them and pray blessing in this body to pray Holy Spirit healing from top to bottom and to head to toe and toe to head. And we ask that the Holy Spirit cleanse this blood and cleanse this DNA and re-rid itself of any of these artificial parasitic attacks that have been placed upon the body. And we breathe now life into the heart and a restoration of life into the heart. And we, so we see the power of Holy Spirit flow in and to heal this heart and to restore this heart, and to restore this soldier to what the soldier is. Father, we just pray that the soldier understands where this, the consequence of the choices that were made, not to burden, but to understand more clearly what needs to be done. And in so doing, Jesus, we ask that you make yourself present, that you can show your face to him. And in so doing, have this soldier witness the power of the living God. And in so doing no matter what the relationship is with you to understand truly whom he serves, not a command in Pentagon, but you. And so lift this soldier up, Father, for this is a moment in time, Jesus, that we have somebody we can bring into the army of Christ, the true warrior, ready to fight. Restore the heart. We restore the soul. We restore the being that looks at you and we restore a soldier in the army of Christ. And we play these blessings over this soldier in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And we've got one other thing I got to check. What's this say? So apparently I got some stuff being emailed to me. Uh, Okay, folks, I'm gonna have to say something because this is really important. I know that you like to throw your requests in in chat, but you're going to have to get your requests for prayers in as much as you can the day before. I'm just because he's, he's come in at the end, and I'm not I have a problem with this, but this is really something that's important. We try to get our requests in the night before, so we can organize all this, and I'll respond to it. But it it creates quite a challenge as we go forward here. Okay, that's part of how we're trying to see what these are. Okay, please pray. Okay, here's, this is from Christine Taylor. Priest play for Kirby, who is going through just, was going through just as Candy, his wife, Rose, called the Rest- resistance chicks from prayer before calling 911. Rose has been speaking life over her and her husband. He is still in a coma. Okay, Kirby is a is a friend, a really good friend of the resistance chicks. And, um, he was saved literally in the driveway of, of uh, Michelle and Leah's house. And he ended up speaking in tongues. He's been to many of their events. He's a powerful person. Um, Kirby had a stroke last week. And so we want to pray for him. So Father God, we just pray for Kirby. We pray life into Kirby and restoration into Kirby's heart. And we pray an amazing anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow over him. And his Father, his, he is blessed with his family. We also pray for a breaking of an addiction to his smoking we sever those ties and binds. And as we do this prayer, Father, we're praying for a full restoration of the body and the soul, the mind, the spirit, so that when he steps into this, he steps in here clean. Father, this is a moment in time where I truly believe, as you have shown, that this stroke that was suffered is part of a, a furnace of fire to free him from the chains and binds of the old and to renew his body into a new glory of the Holy Spirit. So let that power flow in him and let that Truly restore him in such a beautiful way that as he steps in as a father, as a as a as a husband, that he steps in re- reformed, reshaped, remade in the power of Jesus, and let his passion for the Christ, his his be- ability to speak in tongues, and his anointings that are yet to be re- received, be fulfill him fully, so he becomes a greater voice and power in Holy Spirit. May the and so for his wife, you need to speak life into Kirby. You need to break any of the the curses spoken around him and you need to speak life deep into Kirby and restore him and lift him in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Crafty Nut. I have an additional prayer for my brother. Good morning, family. This is a request for healing prayers for my brother, Brian Roberts, he is still getting through cancer treatments and doesn't sound good. Please pray for complete healing for my brother. Father God, we should pray for a complete and total healing over Crafty Nuts' brother. The power of the, of the, the cancer treatments ultimately in Crafty Nut, this is to you, to lift you up and to try as much as you can, to encourage him to try protocols that are not a pharmacia. Dr. Lee Merritt, I keep going back to over and over, she's anointed in what she's done for she has found a pathway to cancer that based on parasites. So investigate that. Go to medicalrebel.com and and check that out. So Father, we pray a blessing of healing over Crafty Nuts' brother to, to fully lift him up, to bless him, to raise him up, and to make him full and complete and healthy once again in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we got another one here. This is from Let Go My Medicine. Please pray that Father guide me and my family to our true places in Christ, that my son and my little grandson, who is just such an incredible bright light, come to have an experience with Jesus that is undeniable that his body and heart are healed. His mom was not understanding or able to accept vaccination effects, and he has suffered an eating disorder from birth. I do, I do thank you all with all my heart, Father God, for your protection that spared him from the COVID jab that was so clearly your hand. I look forward to the day when my family and as one, one in Christ's body, we will be able to serve you in the mighty way. I love you so very much, Father God for you do, and for your unfailing love. Thank you, Scott and Barnes Nation for the beautiful family. I'm going to make a correction on this statement because it's really important. I, and you know how I am about words, casting, and spell casting. I look forward to the day that we as a family and as one in Christ's body will be able to serve you in the mighty way. We're doing it now. That's our mission, is to come together in the body of Christ now and to serve kingdom in this hour. It's not another day, it's now. And this is where our warfare and our prayers have to not only be for what is around us, but what's in the greater world, because that's us claiming our authorities. So, Father, we just pray for Leg go of my medicine's grandson and to raise him up in this child, to heal him with his eating disorder and to continue to heal him and provide the Father and... I'm just reading this to provide an experience that this grandson will be totally healed in mind, body, and soul with the experience of Jesus. So Jesus was asking your presence here, that you may be present with this child and to lift this child up and raise us We just pray for a timeline healing that we go back into that moment where this eating disorder was started, whether it was trauma, whether it was abuse, whether it was just a, a some fashion within the womb. And we ask that you hold this child and nurture this child to perfect healing as we walk this timeline through with this child to breathe life and restoration into this child. And so Jesus says you bring this, this, this infant who's now fully healed and place it within and reintegrate that in within the full body of what this child is to breathe and pray life into him. And now to have the experience, Jesus says, he can witness you in the presence of him to lift him up and to truly see with his whole heart the power of you and the king and whom he serves. May he be restored and healed. And may this, then he be able to speak life into his mother and life into his family for the words of the child heal and the words of the child are that of heaven. And so may he speak life into this family to lift them up and may through the family, may this child set the family free or through the child. May the words of the child set the family free in Christ Jesus' name. This is Holy Spirit. I have to go back to a prayer we had earlier of somebody that was talking about their, this was a prayer with um, walking through the fact of their, I can't even think who it was right now, but it was the son who had married a witch. We did this earlier. And it was now the child that was cross-dressing. So I want to pray more into that child because I've witnessed this firsthand. The child can change a family. So, Father, we're praying to that child that's now choosing to cross-dress and and gender, and we're ripping off the binds and ties of that demon that's around them, and we pray life into that child. Pray life into that child and pray restoration in the heart. And, Jesus, we ask that your presence is there to hold that child and to show this child whom he serves and to make him understand that with the experience in your presence as we pray the same, that you were born perfect That your God is a God of perfection, not a God of imperfection. That's the Satan's lies itself. So we break those ties of lies and whispers that are going into your head. We cast off those demons and we set you free. And in so doing, we ask that those that need to be around him step into the gap to surround him with prayers and to lift him up to let him know that there is a way forward here. For I am the way, that's the way of Christ, and let that be that way that he finds and seeks, because through that in the restoration of the son, so so can come the restoration of the father and the mother. So, Father, we pray life into this child, into this young man, to restore him into the mightiness of what he is, to cast off those demons, and now to turn to his family and to show them the way back to Jesus and back to heaven. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Late prayer request prayers for my papa, Robert Vickery, eighty years. His situation. Let's see here a minute. His situation had continued to humble him as he was re- recovered from the cancer treatments that he has now refused for m- a months. He's outlived his curse of the doctor's timeline for, of life. That's good. He's suppressed the cure. He surpassed that curse by three months now, as my papa is a man of good and trust in him to decide when he's called home. I'm asking for continued humbling and strengthening in his heart to beat the cancer as he's about to. 6 feet down, 6 excuse me, he's about 6 feet and down to 113 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is for Jay Crest 3698. So, Father, we're just going to pray into Jay Crest 3698 to Father. And, Father, we just pray into this that this is a strong man who's actually able to endure severe hardship physically, but the spirit remains strong. So, Father, we're praying health into the body, life and restoration. And we pray that that this is a moment in time where the power of Holy Spirit flows through and floods the body with restoration and eagerness to be fully restored. And in so doing, we start to see the body restore with greater muscle, greater mass, and that the mightiness of the man that was returns. That this enemy that we're fighting, we're severing the ties and rebuking it and casting it to the lake of, of fire. And we breathe life and put a hedge of protection around this father to lift that father up in the mightiness of Holy Spirit. And in so doing, we pray life, and restoration in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, this is... J. Crest 3698. Always joyful with upon and down days, family and friends continue to visit his home daily, which is amazing to him to experience that he has an opportunity to give testimony To all of them, thank you. God bless. That's related to his father. So again, Father, thank you for this opportunity that J. Kress's father has the opportunity to give testimony to the power of the living God. And may that only be added to with a full restoration of his body and fullness of form so that people can literally witness with their eyes what they believe some even doubt is possible. Let there be no doubt into the power of the healing that his father has witnessed to overcome the impossible odds, to be that of the impossible, a demonstration of that in this hour, that he can then become a greater voice to lead people to Christ as he discusses the miracles and the benefits and the glory of serving you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayer request for my daughter as she has been overcome by ideology of university indoctrination, and has walked away from God and her Christian upbringing. She has moved in with, with neighbors, godparents who are not in um, the Holy Spirit. Okay, I, I'm this is a general statement. It's one that God's put on my heart to speak. We're going to pray for Rita. This is Rita at Purely Living, and we're going to pray for your daughter. But here's the deal. When we cast our children off into the indoctrination camps of hell, we're going to get the outcome. And it still, it still puzzles me in all this day and age with all of this, how children are being sent to these indoctrination camps. It begins with public school. It begins with an indoctrination that parents too often go along with. And this is these are difficult words to accept, but we have to get to the truth of this to understand how to fix the problem even in prayer. We like to sugarcoat things and say, well, pray and make everything better. Unfortunately, this root is deeper because when children have gone to university, it means that they've been led that way by their parents in one way or another. And that even if they say, the parents say, I wanted them to go to trade school. If you put them in public school, the public school is conditioning them to walk into an indoctrination pathway. That's it. So part of this is we have to own that mistake, whatever that is. And that's for you personally to do. Because I can't pray into that because I don't know exactly what it is for this particular case. But as parents, we have to start coming to the realization that if we've made the mistakes and put our children in public indoctrination camps, and then we're complaining about the outcome or praying for the outcome, we have to get to the root. And part of everything in kingdom is for us to be accountable for our own part of a problem. Not just to walk away from it. Forgiveness, yes, but accountability through forgiveness through repentance. So, Father, we're going to pray into Rita's daughter, who has now become lost in the ideologies of hatred for you. And the sad part about this is this is a point of nurturing. Who nurtured this child? Who nurtured the thoughts and love in this child? So, Father, we're, we're praying into this that we can have an intervention in the Holy Spirit to literally overwhelm this child's heart with the glory of kingdom to be so touched by the power of love from head to toe and toe to head that this will literally be such a powerful moment that Jesus, we ask for your presence to be there to capture this child's attention and heart that they can truly see what pure and powerful love looks like. A love of forgiveness, a love of repentance, a love of eternal love. And so Father, we pray eternal love and forgiveness and repentance within this child's heart to restore this child, to lift this child. And we pray for parents of all that when your children are you pray into what you're doing as a parent for your children. Pray into this. If your children are going to public schools and you're expecting to have an outcome of loving God in you, look around. Unless these schools are rooted truly in the Scripture and the loving God, ask yourself what you're doing. Children are given to us to steward, to protect, to defend. And if we're casting them out, and I will hear this always, when we work, we do this. These are choices we have to make ultimately, and they're hard ones, and they're not easy. But I do not subscribe to public schools, and I'm a a product of it. I do not subscribe to university, and I went there. I think that what they have become is nothing but a pits of hell to literally track the children in and to ruin them for the future. And we're left with consequences to pray for and seek miracle healing instead of raising up mighty soldiers. The enemy lives within these camps and worships the devil and does so with more conviction than we do with our own God. And that bothers me immensely because we have the, the God of all gods, and yet our enemy spends more time in his worship and ritual and figuring out how to destroy our children than we do in committing to the gifts of life that we're given. Hard rebuke today, sorry, but I'm not. this is something that's heavy on my heart because we constantly run into these moments of crisis with children, and it's coming down again and again. Whose job is it to protect a child? Whose job is it to raise a child? Whose job is it to nurture a child? I say these things with love, but love is not an easy sword to wield. And I say these things without judgment, but with the truth of what we have to face. And when we face these moments in time together, collectively in prayer, we begin to understand a pathway that God needs us to take rather than the pathway we want to take. The only reason a child goes to college is because we see it as a career pathway, not because it's a calling. And I would say that most of the time. There's probably moments when someone's called to go to university and I'll buy that. But it has to be done with a hedge of protection. It has to be done with an anointing. It has to be done with a focus of what you're going into. But simply to go to college to get a pathway to a job, we're opening our pathways to the devil. And we have to, we have to avoid that. So again, I pray for this child, I pray for this family, I pray for this this mother, I pray for all things. Because I want, I hate to see children sucked away. But it's also a truth, a hard truth. And not one that's easy to take, but not one that's intended to harm, but one that's intended to open eyes to what our responsibility is. There's only one protector for children in this world. And that protector are the parents. Okay, let's see what we have here. This is from Switchrod. A late request, more details to follow. Son Ryan and mother Christina Ryan, a teenager twin struggling with rage, dangerous rage, has hit his mother, police called, now in treatment, in parentheses. Prayer for binding all of demonic, including any with with counselors. I'm disturbed regarding such Holy Spirit invasion for all much younger than twin sisters. Not suggesting any harm to them occurred to understand and is innocence in to intercede in. All right, so um this is an interesting this gets into a different thing of like demonic activity within the family. So we're just gonna pray for Christina as the mother and pray for Ryan. And it's going to pray in the Holy Spirit here to just kind of see what shows up. So Ryan's got a tendency of violence. And again, I'm going to say this when a child has a tendency to violence, there's a reflection in its in its household. Because a child does not enter into this world as evil. A child is exposed to evil or a child is exposed to trauma. And when those things happen, a child becomes that because it becomes overcome with the wounds and injuries of that or a demonic presence that takes them in control. So, Father, we're going to play a hedge of protection around this family and pray a hedge of protection around this household, and we're just going to break any ties and bonds that are tied to the demonic. We have no idea. There's something that keeps coming up. I hope this is wrong. I'm just going to say it. If there's drug use in that family, we break the ties and use of the drugs, and we pray life into this. And if there was drug use in the past, we pray a breaking of the soul tie to those drug uses, and we pray life into this and restoration from the womb forward. So, Father, we pray into Ryan, he's, he's, well, this, is, this is all speaking of wounds and healing, and we walk into this heart and we pray life into this heart and restoration. And as we pray over this child and raise him up, that the violence is being, being thrown out and the violence against the mother. Only reason a child would strike the mother is there's something that has happened to break and affect that bond. Either the child is needing great atten- attention and can't get it, or the child has been wounded and can't express it any other way. This is an expression of pain. So Father, we're praying into this healing of this child. And unfortunately, the pathway that's been taken with the police called is not going to help things. So now we're praying for an intervention of the Holy Spirit to wrap around this family and this child, to heal them, restore them, and to get into the depths of what this deliverance really is. And we pray for the resources to do this. It isn't just enough to pray and intercede on the outside. It's time to get somebody inside to unravel this. And so again, if there is something to do with drugs, maybe, it's hard to say, it just seems to be coming up again and again, that has to be dealt with. If there's an abusive father, that has to be dealt with. If it's a broken family, that has to be dealt with because the wounds have passed passed on to the child. So Jesus, all we can do now is to lean into you. And we pray healing into you, to lean heavily into you, to restore and to lift you up. And in so doing, to free this child in such a way that those bonds, those chains, those anchors that have been tied this child to the pain are freed and healed, and the blood of Christ flows over him. And Jesus, we just ask that you hold this child from the womb, and to hold it and nurture it as as we pray into the timeline of this child's life, this young man's life, and to literally heal those wounds as we go along to reveal those things that need to be confronted, to have them percolate up, to be released and healed by Holy Spirit. And so that they're now, Jesus, as we bring you together and ask that you'll reintegrate that that youth into the into this young man, to fully do a heart healing completely in this child, to seek your face, to see your face, and then to seek repentance both before you and before his mother. And may this damage that has occurred be one that leads to a greater love a love that allows them to speak truth to each other's heart and to be able to work with each other, to heal each other, to overcome whatever burdens that were in the past. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. There's another one coming up. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to move on to the next one. Okay, so that's seems to be it right now. Let's see if I missed anything. Oh, I've got three more down here. Okay, hold on a minute. Um. Okay, here's a prayer from... It says, prayer from Danica Mila. This is chili. Wow, amazing. Most of us have, uh, have ever... Very early mornings, so we are finished for today. I will sort through the the pictures and send them tomorrow. We had a few, this has to do with the event, I think. Um, We had a few atheists, but I pray we planted some seeds. Anyway, we had a last-minute venue change, typical here. The orchard that was offered didn't have water today, but he owns a place where he makes his wine He stored all of the stuff in the building in really a nice adobe and thatched roof one and used the surrounding area. There are two bathrooms and running water. Of course, we had to come and get the shade material, round up a few grills and other things. This guy built tables in less than an hour. I had the lumber and the other had the skills, just plywood tops screwed into his homemade sawhorses. We had a bunch of men head into the orchard to gather wood so that we could make charcoal. The ladies were busy making dough, shaping uh, sopapillas, while other men fried them. The guys manned the meat grill, and we put a a pot of rice on. We had a lovely service and a few really gripping testimonies. There were only 17 that came, but it was perfect. Hermano Miguel was so filled with the spirit that he chanted out at the prayers even the atheists felt the power used. They sang the uh, out the glories. They actually started to smile. Anyway, I'm exhausted. Time to sleep. Thank you for your prayers. So this is for Mila down there. It says, and there's another one here. Looks like we've got three. So it's the same one. I'm seeing if it's the same one. No, nope, same one. So okay. All right. So that's it. So um, I just want to lift a prayer for Mila down in Chile. She's done an amazing job. It's been a difficult process. Um, we were hoping to get down there to support it. It was not possible thanks to the VAX mandates. Not possible. So we'll see if we continue to support that over time. Um. So anyway, Father, we just raise up Mila and all that she does. We just raise the, and the prayers for her and continue to bless her with all the resources she needs. She has literally done God's work in pulling together something that is... Seemingly impossible, she's had her faith and overcome, and let this be a healing event, not just for the community, but for her. This has been a big step for her to step into a place where she's literally listened to you, followed you, and guided by you. And may you bless her and guide her in all that she does. And may this moment of a a festival down there be one that has truly been an, an anointing for this community to sow the seeds of Holy Spirit, to lift them up, and to bring them closer to Jesus. And in a time and in a community and a place where there's still such trials, where there is evil that lurks, and where there is such things as the separation that we are not allowed to travel as we once were. May all these things be bridged with the power of Holy Spirit, and may they be lifted and blessed in all they do in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots. So I so kind of redo what I said earlier. I'm I i kind of reacted and I apologize. We try to get our prayers in the night before. I totally roll with this as we do. I just need to coordinate better with the mods. And I thank you, Tammy, for grabbing these. It's done a good job. We can roll with this and add prayers on as we go. I have no problem with that. So, um, and it really wasn't fair to me to say what I said because the power of the Holy Spirit's gonna work and we're not gonna step in God's way and we're not gonna define and box God in. So I'm there. So all I'll say is this, that um, as you can get your prayers in, then. Before then. But if you're in chat and you're dropping prayers, we need to improve our protocol. Tammy's done an amazing job today. So thank you. Just so I'm aware of where they're coming in. And now that I see this work so well, God's kind of rebuked me, which I openly admit here, to be receptive to this because this is power. This is the power of Holy Spirit working and inspiring prayers. And so very happy to support it. What I do ask is when you put prayers in chat, to try to provide as much detail as possible. So we know how to talk that through if it's the advantage to when we receive prayers in email or in other places we usually get a lot more detail not always I've been fortunate today that the Taylors and I don't know why I forgot about Kirby because we've been praying for him all week but I'm um, thank you for the Taylors for bringing Kirby in he's really an amazing man that Michelle and Leah have been instrumental in bringing him not only to Jesus but empowering him with the with this with uh, with the Holy with the Holy Ghost which is fantastic And he did have a stroke and we've been praying for him all last week. So anyway, we'll continue to do this. This is a great way to increase our prayers and I'm happy to support them as they come into chat and just alert the, we'll just have to uh, continue to keep our, our uh, mods on alert as you're looking for them. And again, Tammy, great job. Nice protocol that you did. And Tammy's one of our, for those of you that are not in live chat, Tammy is one of those and is one of our moderators. It's just off the scale. She's also on on the prayer teams, which is great. All right, Patriots. We had a great this is a nice Sunday. To me, this is really what church is about. It's about us living that walk. And I'm gonna see. I may have one more. Hang on a second. I just saw something. I gotta check it. Cause that's um, um Okay. No, it's all we got it. So anyway, um, we, uh, so this is to me what the church is. This is testimonies and this is prayers and healing. This is bringing out the, the, the church of Acts as it should be. And as it's been put in my heart very heavily at the new year, as I spoke those words at the beginning, there's three areas that God wanted us to work. And one was to revive the church. And that's the church of Christ and the body of Christ. The other was to raise up the, the shepherds, the spiritual shepherds. And there's a distinct difference between a shepherd and a steward. Obviously, the shepherd is like David that understands when God intervenes, but also understands there's a role when we have to step in when people are defaming our God and to step mightily in the gap. And the third element was missions. Missions not being across the world now, but within our, within our local areas to raise up our communities and to bring the, the gospel of Jesus into their lives. That's guiding us all under that architecture of Rescue, heal, and restore, as was laid out in Operation Vineyard. And we're now living Operation Vineyard. So these are powerful times. And we are literally stepping into a time when the few are raising up the many. And I think the symbolism, symbolism of that is the 231 that signed that letter. Because it has wakened and shaken the root of people that have been hesitant to step in. And that's okay. No one's trying to take credit here. We're trying to get people awake to step into this fight in a mighty way. I can't emphasize enough that this fight is not going to be won by the steel. It's going to be won by the Spirit. And this is a fight that we wage war against principalities, and we will win this. The evil that is, we are seeing here is doing everything it can to seed fear and separation, division, hatred, and the the most, most accurate emotions that we could possibly have. We have to continue to walk in the power of love. God has put me through a process this last 15 weeks as of today. It was unprecedented in my walk. And it has not been easy as a place that he's put me in for so many reasons. I'm encouraging you to seek that walk because that walk is truly putting yourself through the fires of refinement. And those are not easy to do. God does not get you to where he needs you to be without some difficulty and pain. But the pain is the release of what we are. And when we get to those fires of refinement, there is such a thing as travail. There is such a thing as pain in the heart because it's the releasing of what was to enter into what he's offering us. And we're not going to get closer to the throne. We're not going to get more intimate with him if we continue to carry the burdens and sins and the misguidance of this world upon us. So the only way through that is the fires of refinement, mishak and Bendigo. So we have to do that. So I, I encourage you to seek it, ask for it, but be prepared because he'll provide. And in so doing, the challenges will befold us. And those challenges you can overcome, but always keep your eyes on him. We are not alone in this time. And that's one thing to keep in mind. It's a tendency to feel the times that we are alone. I also have to say, be careful how much news you consume. News is not designed to be nurturing to the soul. It's designed to be destructive to the soul and to foster hatred. That's unacceptable. Spend time in the word. But when you have then the word and you step in with your full understanding of your battle armor, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, which tends to be very shallowly approached, you're stepping in every day into a fight, into a war zone. or behind enemy lines. So if you're going to be one that wants to dig into news, filter it. And protect yourself with the tools that God gave us spiritually. Otherwise, it becomes part of your heart and it drives you down. And that's what the enemy wants. Be honest about our lives. Look around. Take a look at the things. When we come pleading for things, own what we own. Give testimony. Look in the mirror. See what part of that problem we own so that we can free that and repent for that to start the process of God working in our lives. And that's part of us. We like, I hear this so often is that God knows my heart. Yeah, he knows it all. The question is, do you? And the question is, do we have the courage to take it to him and say, you know this already. Now I see it and I'm bringing it to you. And to me, that's when the greatest freedom occurs. Because when we're willing to step up and say, God, you know this in me and I haven't wanted to face it, but I will bring it to you now. Let him do his job. Final piece on that is we cling on to things. We cling on to relationships. We cling on to things. We cling on to the, the material world. And ultimately, at the core of that, we're afraid to let go and trust in him. And everybody does this. I don't care how much a person tells me they don't. They do. Whether it's the husband-wife relationship, whether it's the dependency on a friend, whether it's the dependency on the certain job an obsession you have for a certain type of food or a car or whatever it is, do the inventories on your life. Find out where those things are. Bring it to him and lay it down. When I say lay it down, say you first, not this. That means all things. And it is the most freeing and powerful thing you can possibly do. And this is, it's also the most frightening thing initially. Because what it forces us to confront is facing God and saying, I trust you, I love you greater than anything in this world, anything. And when we do that, his glory begins to work in our lives in the most amazing ways. Father God, I just want to thank you for this day that we've come together, we've assembled and we've had this once again, an amazing time to pray and heal and to restore so many we have, we have literally come to a place where you have allowed us to walk in an anointed path to where our prayers rescue, our prayers heal, and our prayers restore. People, nations, families. So Father, we pray a blessing over families without border, everywhere. The blessing over families to feel the power of Holy Spirit within them, to feel the power of nurturing, protecting, guiding, stewarding, and being the shepherds for the children. We pray a power of honesty upon these families that each can face themselves for what they are and where they are, that the parents take on the honesty of the role of which they're intended to be, not the excuses of why they can't. We pray for a power of the shepherd in the parents to once again realize that they are the only protection from the outside to their children and to take that seriously for you've been blessed and you've been given a gift of God who trusts in you to raise up a children a child in the Most High. Father, we pray a power of love and restoration in families to literally find within themselves that fighting and dispute and this discord is not of you, but rather to pray that power of Holy Spirit within the families and love that is so anointed and so overwhelming that it heals and it restores. And so, Father, we also pray a blessing over this nation, a nation that ultimately is the city of the light on the hill. It is that place that people seek, and it is a place that these evils seek to destroy. And we pray an ability to unseat and rip out from the very root, the evil, which has taken housing here, that unfortunately we have allowed on our watch. So let us find that way through, through our prayers and through our spiritual warfare to take on these strongholds and fortresses. And so, Father, we pray with the mightiness and authorities given to us by Jesus, that the strongholds of the demons, the strongholds of the demonic, the strongholds of the Masonic, the strongholds of the evil that is perpetuated and rooted itself here are now broken and shattered, that their roots are being torn out from this very soil in which they took took seed, and that all that they are now is shaken that from the spiritual to the physical, that their ties are being severed and those that were in their control are being set free to wander and now to be exposed to the power of, of Jesus. And may the power of the Holy Spirit flow across this nation in a mighty way from shore to shore, west to east, as it flows and it churns and it turns up the evil and casts them aside and brings a hope and a power of healing and restoration to every heart. And may the eyes turn to you May the eyes that are troubled turn to you. May the despairing hearts turn to you. And may people begin to see themselves as brothers and sisters, not as divided enemies by parties and lies. Bless this nation, Father. And we pray into this nation. We pray for mercy, but we pray for restoration. We pray for, for the reconciliation. And we pray for repentance of a nation that will humble itself before you and restore its very root and love of who we are, the love of you. And we say all these things with the authority given to us by Jesus and in the blessing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. An amazing Sunday, as always. Thank you all for being here. truly is wonderful. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Peace Be Still. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now.
2: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe until the day